0: You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. The only people for me are the mad ones.
1: The world is filled with the boring and the barely conscious.
0: misery loves company.
1: But we don't have to live this way.
0: Jessica and I are here to talk to those the system rejects, to radicals and thought criminals.
1: The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but push the boundaries of acceptable discourse.
0: Those who stare reality in the face and dare it to be different.
1: History isn't made by the timid, and fun is not had by the perpetually afraid.
0: We are the Mad Ones.
1: So let's get to it.
0: Welcome to the Mad Ones. I'm your very homely, plain, and extremely ordinary-looking male host, Cam Harless, And with me, as always, is your favorite radicalizer on Twitter, hostess, Miss Jessica Green. How are you doing, Jessica?
1: Right. <laughs> I do really well. I do really well. Thank you. I'm Radical having a great right year. Straight
0: up. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? How could right. you not? Um, we do have a guest today for some reason. I mean, I think that that's what people expect, is for us to talk to people for some reason. Um, but before we bring him in, um, we should mention the people who make this show possible, who are our oh, sponsors people. and or benefactors in some way. Um, our patrons. Ha- yeah, yeah. So, Zen Pro Audio, Burgette Dev Services, Lorenzotti Coffee. If you get their coffee at Laurenzotti.coffee, use the promo code The Mad Ones for 10% off. And don't forget to watch OPSEC DRIP with your boy Pilar Petrie. Uh, but with that, I'm ready to bring in our guest. Are you excited about this one? Because I know I
1: am. I'm pretty, pretty and excited, you guys. You,
0: you should be. I have, I, I haven't told him <laughs> this plan, but I, I feel like for this whole episode, we should be yes anding each other. <laughs> and just to keep it interesting. So oh, we'll see about God. that. But joining us tonight is a man of legend, Nay. A god in human form, the official thirst trap of the propaganda report, the handsomest man in the conspiracy game, a hero in the games of improv, the actor who will be taking over for Harrison Ford in the next Indiana Jones movie, a very funny man, and a better friend, the sexiest man in Atlanta, Mr. Brad Jar Jar Binkley.
2: Hey! That's, that's, quite, a, that's quite an introduction. I, I don't know that I live up to that, but I'll yes-hand it. <laughs> I am the sexiest man in Atlanta. Thank you for having me here. How are y'all doing? Really doing good. All right. Can y'all hear me all right? Is my mic hot? Is it is it low? Well, I no need-
1: i uh, I have bad headphones. It's probably not you.
2: <laughs> it may be a touch
0: low, but it, it I can hear every word that you're saying. Yeah. All right, I'll pump it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: there we go. So, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm just watching my my Bitcoin wallet crash like a uh, John Denver Denver Flown airplane it's just like straight down well bitcoin is on sale right now i that, so. that's, that's what they say i'm holding i'm holding till the day i'm holding till there's not a penny left in that wallet it's like bitcoin is like every relationship i've ever been in it's up and down it's volatile and at the end of it i, I have no money left right That's the, way the person
1: who the person who convinced me to get into bitcoin called me and was like don't worry I was like, I'm I'm cool, man. Diamond hands, <laughs> you
3: know. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm I'm glad I got that courtesy call. Thanks, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. The the don't worry is It gets to a certain point where it's like, right when I first put a little bit in, I was like, I, I made hundred dollars. I'm going to get out real quick. But then I started getting addicted to the roller coaster ride. You know, and it's like I put a little mm-hmm. bit more, in, a little bit more, and then you think you're buying the dip, and then it, it continues to dip. And then you're like, oh, by the dip again, it dips a little further. And at that point, my philosophy was, I'm just going to stay in and see what the hell happens. And then you wake up one day and you're like, you go from like $100 under to like $3,000 over. And you're like, yeah. But then you hold on to it for too long. And, you know.
1: And then the president of China opens his mouth and it hits 29,000. That was the bottom today, right?
2: It was somewhere around there. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. My wow. portfolio got
1: bodied, man. It was totally. awful. Everything yeah.
2: was like 50% <laughs> down. It was just it was rough. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for but, the the weak stomach, the, the Bitcoin game.
1: Well, I've said since the beginning, don't put anything in that you can't lose. If you can't lose right. it, don't put it into cryptocurrency, man.
2: And what I always say is, this is gonna be what I retire on. Hopefully this works. And and then <laughs> that's the wrong philosophy to take. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i do have to say when i when i was doing the art and the, the the name of this episode you i always edit the photos so i compile the photos for all of yeah. this but with yours yours is the first one that i actually like did a head replacement and actually did some work to I, try I to make it look as work. real as looks, possible uh, i
2: don't know if you guys nice <laughs> know shirt by the way speaking of homework oh. i got i got I love y'all
1: i love how it's, it's interacting with the green screen Yes, that's why the
2: colors look weird. That's why it's yeah, yeah, it's definitely the green screen. Uh, But your artwork is beautiful.
0: Thank you. (laughs) We were talking about this I think yesterday, and I I told it could be wrong, but I told Jessica I said I just realized that it's very possible that Brad is short for Bradley, and he could be Bradley Binkley. And I'm very disappointed in your mother if she named you that and didn't make your middle name Lee because Bradley no. Lee Binkley is a great name.
2: No, well, that that is not, it's just Brad, but I can tell you what she did do is she gave me and my two brothers and my sister all the same initials. We all have the, our middle name all starts with the same letter as do our first name. They all start with a B and all of our middle names start with uh, J. So we're all BJ and... <laughs> parents wow. had no idea what they were doing Your my mom's brother funnier
1: than i thought <laughs> my mother my
0: brother married some broad and she has a brother and uh, her brother he is he went by he still goes by bj but there was a time in high school when he found out what that was short for and got made fun of and so um, my brother's wife tells the story about how one day she was sitting at home and someone called the house and said hey Can I talk to Jason? And she was like, who the hell is Jason? Who are you looking for? And her brother runs up. he just chosen some random name that had nothing to do with his own name. He didn't go, oh, "Oh, I'll just use this part of my name or that part, I'm Jason now. It's like Flynn from Breaking Bad, who's the only moral character in that entire show.
2: Which one is Flynn?
0: Um, uh, Walter Jr.
2: Oh, right, yeah. The one that gets abused by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Him
0: and Jesse got abused by everybody.
2: Yeah. I, I have a I have an alias that I go to go to as well. I didn't. I don't do it in. Well, I, I do use it probably more than I should, but uh, Johnny Blastoff is my alias name. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's not not a
1: porn name for sure. Definitely not a porn
2: name. <laughs> also, not not a
0: porn name. Yeah.
1: Not not a porn so name. Right, right.
0: Has Jessica asked you about your cock aperture yet?
2: <laughs> uh, well, my cock aperture is private right now.
1: <laughs> now, so this has to do with a product actually called sheath underwear, which is a brand of underwear that has a pocket for the boys and then an aperture for your <laughs> cock to go through. It's like it separates your boys of <laughs> your cock. Um, it was invented by someone in a really hot environment who was Wait, trying it, to... It like-
2: separates the, the, the boys from the, the Frank...
1: Frank. It, it, and, it, it, it
2: su-
0: separates the twig and berries. Yeah.
2: All right.
1: Right. So there's a in the in the underwear is a aperture. There's an aperture through which to feed the frank. And even though there is a large, medium, and uh, small size for the underwear, the cock aperture on all three is the same. And so I think is that's the so issue. It
0: was the sack sack.
1: Do what? I said the, so sack sack is the sack sack. sack. Oh, okay it's right so i feel like you know they're not addressing the variances here
2: and that's a, a yeah product. some people are really having a circulation problem when they're wearing
1: <laughs> or maybe so that's you raise the your intent. hand cam cam's like
2: that's me right here
0: <laughs> it's true that's why i don't wear them anymore <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just a product development note. That's all <laughs> oh, That's a, that's
2: good feedback. They should pay you for that feedback. I think that, Thank that you. would help the product.
0: I mean, I'm
1: just saying.
0: I'm just I mean, I'm just sitting here needing some change is all.
2: It's, it, yeah. <laughs> Anytime men see an aperture also, it kind of, it's a little bit of a turn on. So I, I don't know what they're trying to do with, it doesn't matter if it's in a wall or what it's in. If we see an aperture, it's like, whoa. Yes.
1: You know, <laughs> so the, the wall a of a bathroom wall. stall. Right. Yeah the, yeah, yeah. the doesn't matter.
2: CDC recommended prior to this, that gas <laughs> actually using a glory hole with a stranger in Canada. So during the pandemic.
1: That's the safe way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You won't catch COVID that way, at least. You'll catch everything else. You're not going to catch COVID so that way, you though. You
2: won't get COVID. That's all that matters. Fauci yeah, doesn't so- care what the hell you get unless it's COVID or age. You get age, then he'll also kill you. Right, what a little right. shit, that guy. Yeah, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I feel like Dr. Fauci eats a bowl of cigarettes every morning when he gets up. And then he just goes, <laughs> I'm here today to tell you some contradictory shit that I told you yesterday. And then I go on my way. yeah. <laughs> Wow. What
0: what I love though is how people go on uh, Twitter or wherever, and they're always like, "Man, Dr. Fauci's dumb," and I'm like, "Motherfucker, no, he's not. Yeah, he knows precisely what he's doing. Yeah, he's a great propagandist back in the '80s. Totally. Like this is this is not new. I don't understand why -hmm. people think he's dumb. He's playing a winning game.
2: He's playing his role to perfection and i would say that of just about anybody you see in the media if another guy who it's easy to be like that guy's an idiot he's a doofus he has a high-pitched voice is brian stelter brian stelter is a weasel and he sounds like he's just an idiot because some of the stuff he says is is just the opposite of reality and the opposite of logic but he says it with such "Eh, it's like he's concerned about it with his high-pitched voice he knows yeah. exactly what he's doing. He's what him and Jake Tapper are a couple of their top propagandists over there, and, and they're very good at their job. And okay, if they so, weren't
1: doing it, there would be like a hundred other guys behind them to come yeah, do that job at right. either. It's so. just
2: after the show, there's a hundred <laughs> other guys behind them in celebration.
0: Do you right. remember that moment? I think it was last year where Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo essentially filleted each other on yeah. CNN.
2: Yeah. Don Lemon was very, very jealous. <laughs> oh boy it makes me think of that that fake
0: caucus i made up the other day that i shouldn't say the name of on, on youtube
1: you should not say the name of the caucus that you made up on youtube you can you can say caucus on youtube you cannot say the name of the caucus that you invented on youtube
0: it's true you
1: can also say caucus aperture there's no problem with that
0: that's true did you guys get a strike no no i'm just i just feel like there these are words that if you string together I will get a strike. Yeah. (laughs) So, but you know, I'm, I am an iconoclast. I make things. Here's something that's been interesting. In the last several months, I can't tell you how many memes I've thrown out there. I think it's between four and six now that I've made a meme, put it out there. And now there are Twitter accounts that are pretending to be my memes. Really? Like Fat Dave. Yeah, I saw the
2: Fat Dave. That's not your Twitter account. Somebody else did that? No, someone else did that. Uh, Michelle Malice. I saw that one, too, (laughs) because I really don't like those those gender changing apps because they get you for a second. And you're like, oh, she's. Oh, God, I know who that is. (laughs) It's like one of those Maury Povich, whoever's name is, Tranny shows. I can't say Tranny. Transgender. (laughs) You got to try and guess which one is the transgender and they all look too good
1: those transmissions oh.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: so how have you yeah. been it's been since a, a month or two since we talked to you it's
2: uh, it's been a couple you know it's, it's uh been good uh hanging in there it's all the the bitcoin thing it occupies way too much of my time but i i, I feel we're reaching i don't know how we could get to a more ridiculous place when it comes to (laughs) the news and the world that we live in. But it seems that almost every day, at least every week, it just gets a little stranger and more bizarre. And I don't understand how, well, I I do because it's emotion. They're short circuiting people's ability to think, but it's so backwards, the logic. And people have lost their minds. They've lost their minds.
0: Well, I love this week is everyone's talking about how they're aliens and they're UFOs.
2: Yeah, yeah. And first well, what off, what do you guys
0: think about that? Well, for me, like, this is something that I came came to Go ahead, in the Cam. past. <laughs> but I absolutely believe. I think that Area 51 and these different things that they talk about, I think that, you know, the Area 51 stuff was a cover up for, like, Operation Sunshine. And paperclip and stuff like that i think that was them throwing people off of the real horrors the state was doing and so when i see oh well ufos are real the pentagon saying so i'm like okay what the fuck are they doing in the background right now Mm -hmm. because i don't buy that (laughs) plus my favorite headline was the reality of ufos is now known um but they said the question is what are they and i was like it's literally always been the fucking question. It's, yeah. They're calling <laughs> it unidentified <laughs> flying objects. That's the first question. Plus, yeah. they've been it's been in the news and the state has said that they've seen things they didn't know what it was for years. Like, what do we this isn't news?
2: <laughs> no, it, it's it's strange though. And a couple there's a lot of things that are strange about it. One, they did change the way that they describe it. So they still are calling it UFOs, but they officially call it the unidentified aerial phenomena. And another thing that's strange about it is we can't agree what happened on January 6th. We can't agree what happened in the fields in Charlottesville, what Joe Biden ran his whole campaign on, apparently. We can't agree what happened on the most minute news story that happens, the left and right, except UFOs. That's the only Mm -hmm. thing. That the left and right, uh, that the Pentagon, that Obama, that Fox News, that CNN, Tucker Carlson, Brian that all agree UFOs are real. That tells me something's going on with it when both the left and the right at the top are sharing yeah. the same opinion about the existence of something. I don't know what they're doing. I know they're, they're releasing that report in June that was, they say, slipped into the the COVID stimulus package. The CIA had to release <laughs> all their documents. Now there's a report coming out on it. I don't know what's going to be in that report. Um it's weird. It's really weird. I think it's probably drones or, or technology from yeah. the, that they know. I don't know. I, I believe in aliens. I absolutely believe in aliens. I don't think this is aliens. I think this is another psyop.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that, yeah. I absolutely believe it's a psyop. I would. I probably differ on the alien talk because I think that it's a different phenomena that we're addressing that people call
2: aliens. But you think it's demons? That's a short shorthand for it. Yeah.
0: I do. I think it's, I think it's fifth, it's dimensional rather than terrestrial.
2: Yeah. There was a, there's a preacher that I can't remember his name, but he might be watching right now. I'm not sure. Um, actually Bob, you know, Bob, he told me about a guy who, who talks a lot about aliens, uh, in his sermons mm-hmm. and talks about them in the context of them being demons. I can't remember his name. It'll come to me. You might, you might like the guy. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so that's my. Th- but yeah, th- when I saw those things and people freaking out, I was like, "This is, this is a spook." Like, there's that's all I get from this.
2: And they're even talking about how they're going over the the nuclear facilities, like on a daily basis, which is what conspiracy theorists have been talking about for decades. Now they're talking about mm-hmm. that in the mainstream. I don't know. There, there's something up, and I, I don't like to talk talk about it like this, but I think it has something to do with war. I, I think. I think we're at war, really. I think we're at cyber war. We're at information war. The the difficult thing is, it's it's hard for people to identify who the actual enemy is and what bullets are being fired, what weapons are being fired, because it's coming in the information in cyberspace. Yeah,
1: I think they always need an excuse to like spend more money too. Like we have to create this space force. Like what the hell is space force really do? Like really doing? You know, like what is that (laughs)
0: making money from for someone?
1: Like, as far as I know, it takes us like a really long time and a lot of money to even get into orbit. And, you know, so the idea that we have like a Space Force is just something that seems like they're shunting money into so that they can do whatever nefarious thing that they're going to do is. But yeah. it's just my t- little tinfoil hat that I have. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I, the whole thing about Space Force and all those NASA and all that, it's... I mean not to go into the moon landing and everything, but you go to the moon in the '60s or allegedly some people believe it was filmed on a uh, a green screen or whatever. Um, Stanley Stewart's best work. Yeah, and then you yeah then you don't go back for decades, and it's weird. You don't explore the oceans. We have 95 percent. They say 95 percent of the oceans are unexplored. I don't know how they can tell that number if they haven't explored all of the ocean, but <laughs> right. I, i just don't believe this idea that they haven't done that and i used to believe i don't know that i do anymore i i'm I'm still i I just i don't have enough information to make a uh credible opinion i think about what's going on up in that outer space but i used to believe that we are probably well beyond the moon that that they there's all kinds of shit that we're we're so unaware of that these black ops planes that we we that are probably flying over they're calling them ufos i listened to this yeah. military podcast once and they were talking about storm and air, the people who want to storm area 51 and they were talking yeah. about all the black ops planes buried underneath area 51 and i was like what there's black ops planes buried <laughs> underneath area 51 that's crazy how much money did those things cost what can they do and i saw a deep fake the other day like not j- you know how every time you see a deep fake it's usually we just okay. call him joe biden we just every we just single call him day we wanted joe biden yeah, yeah. yeah that's right they gotta usually gotta the say name from deep fake to joe biden's yeah 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 i should change the name <laughs> here's a deep fake look how good it is that's how they usually present it but on snl they didn't do that on snl they just went ahead and seamlessly put one in where they had keegan michael peel or whatever his name is keegan They michael they put P. him as michael jordan and most people know who michael jordan is but if you don't know who michael jordan is if you're really young then you have no idea that that wasn't real and if snl's doing it there's probably nobody that we see on on in the news or on tv is real we're probably in a freaking digital i don't know matrix i don't know if i believe in that theory
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you don't know that you're not, so right. we can leave it at that. <laughs> but do you guys remember that video of his hand crossing in front of the microphone? Yeah. And then all so of a the sudden there are like eight different think pieces that are explaining to you what um, forced perception is. And like, yeah. I don't know, it just, it, even with the explanation that they gave for that, it seemed really implausible. Like the thing that they were explaining that that was, when you look it up, that's not what that is. And so they're just kind of hiding in plain sight that they'll openly lie. And someone said, well, they gave an explanation. It doesn't even have to be a reasonable explanation. They could just give it to you. And then everybody goes, okay, they explained it. No, they didn't. They did not explain it.
2: (laughs) That's a tactic in the CIA deception. They have the deception maxim. It's 10 of them. I think it's 10 of them. And it's like a 70-page declassified document. And they talk about giving the public that is a target audience a reasonable, explanation that they will believe to divert away from what's actually going on.
1: Right. Right. And (laughs) you know, it's, it's, when you say those things just off the cuff, it's like, oh, well that sounds crazy, except they've been caught doing it a bunch all of the time, like over and over and over again. And no matter how many times it's been proven throughout history that they will and do do this, people still go, no, that's crazy. They would never do that. I don't understand what creates that phenomenon (laughs) in people, but like you have the evidence in front of your face. I'm not even making it up.
2: Yeah, it's tough. They play on our psychological limitations. They play on the the biases we have and they, well, they implant them as well. Our through what? public schooling. I said they implant them as in well the through public, public schooling. schooling. That, and that, mm-hmm. that's actually I, I was I was going to talk about the public school there. A friend of mine's kid is, is in was in ninth grade at the time, and they started doing these disinformation classes for this is like mm. during the the pandemic stuff. And so I, I asked oh, him Lord. what the courses were like. I was like, well, so what are they teaching you in there? And he said, and this is his takeaway from it. He said that they were like the alternative news media came in to be like in the 80s back when the mainstream media was controlled by a small number of corporations and it got corrupted and that gave rise to these alternative sources of news however Mm -hmm. that was the 80s this is now and now you can't trust the alternative sources of news but you can trust the authorities in the mainstream media therefore (laughs) the alternative sources of news are bad and nazis and trust the mainstream. I'm like, that's that's the takeaway. Wow. That's what they taught you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that is crazy. That's indoctrination. And they are targeting the children. Joe Biden's Plan and Stacey Abrams was promoting this when she was running for governor here. they want to get them cradle to careers straight up from the u n uh, Stacey Abrams promoting as well, and Joe Biden with his american Families plan is not quite as extreme as that, but it's still it's pretty close but they want to get the kids they want to get them away from their parents they want to turn them into stalin 's children, and they yeah. want to get them between the ages of three and five at least when they're forming those personalities so they can imprint them on their brains. I saw a tweet today
0: where a woman said something about uh, she was like subtweeting Alabama, but she was like, uh, "If a country um, or if a, a a state criminalizes abortion, but she said women's health, and um has the also has the worst education, then obviously they don't care about children." And I was like, "Okay, where are you getting this?" And I found she put the link of where it said that Alabama was the worst, and it was like one of the big factors was um, whether or not they did early preschool. Yeah. And so it's all yeah. based in this indoctrination.
2: Yeah. They want to get what they tell them, what the pitch is, what it, what it was here with Abrams. And I'm starting to hear it with Biden too. It was, you have kids and, and that prevented you from living your dream. Go live your dream, man. Go live your dream. Give us your kids. We'll watch them before school, after school, as long as you want. While well, you go live your dream. Here's a stimulus check to help you be stable while you live your dream. Give us your kids. Yep.
1: It's baffling to me because when we were coming up, you guys are maybe roughly the same age, mid thirties, I would think as I am. Um, most of our parents were like, listen to your teachers. And now I'm sure a lot of the kids are being told, don't listen to your teachers. And it's a completely different reality from the one that we grew up in.
2: It really is. And I I have seen some of my friends say that to their kids. It's, it's, dicey though, with the kids, you want them to be careful because they, if they say the wrong thing, then they could get ostracized depending on who their teacher is or what school they're in. If they happen to have a teacher who is overly eager about being a social justice warrior and wants to demonstrate that through the public school system and the way they teach, they could make an example of somebody's kid and then get celebrated for it in the media because the media The the media is controlled by people who are pushing the progressive agenda, and they make it appear as though this is more prevalent, these beliefs that they share, than it actually is, simply because they control the channels of communication. Yeah. Right. Cathedral.
1: Yeah, and – doesn't that remind you so much of what they taught us about what was so terrible about Soviet Russia is that, oh, didn't you know they would get the kids to tell on the parents Soviet Russia was so bad. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's not bad, but doesn't that sort of remind you like, totally? Hey, if you say the wrong thing, you, you know, if your kid says the wrong thing, they're sending the authorities to your house. Yeah. Like, that's
2: St- and- St- Stalin's children, uh, Hitler's children too, is, is you may, you turn the kids into spies for the state. By getting yep. them in the system early on, that's where the real battle is. is is over. I mean, the battle's everywhere, but you know, the the battle for the future is capturing the minds of the children. That's that's why we're seeing this sixteen nineteen education program versus you know the traditional American history program that uh, used to be there. And it, it, we we don't want this sixteen nineteen thing to win out. It's toxic.
1: There there was truly and provably a conservative concerted effort on the part of the Soviets to infiltrate the educational institutions of the United States. And it was a slow, long game that worked far beyond the life of the actual USSR. And the plan was that uh, they wouldn't need to throw a single bomb at America, that America from its own youth from within would land into the Soviets' hands like a piece of ripe fruit. Well, America is ripe and there are no so there's no Soviet empire left to come like take the fruit. So I'm what will happen now is a volatile situation.
0: Well, and, and Joe McCarthy failed. He mm-hmm. didn't do anything wrong, but he failed. And every mm-hmm. everyone growing growing up hears about the which I think it was actually in the house and not Joe McCarthy. But the um what's it called? The, some, the something of un-American activities. House on, on American
2: activities? Or yeah, committee the committee
0: of this? yeah, Something committing. Um, and so, you know, they, they called out the actual Soviet spies that were in America trying to do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very legitimate. And it's like, I didn't know that. It just sounded like a spook when I was younger because that's what I was told.
2: Yeah. You know where but they all moved when they, they went undercover? So, like, San Francisco? when they got, they got outed, uh, Alger Hiss or whatever his name is, one of, one of the main ones, and some of the other ones when they were. They were the Red Scare, and they were trying to figure out who was a communist. They all moved to Vermont, where Bernie really? Sanders is. And, they all, and oh. they, many of them were professors at the university that Bernie Sanders went to. And Bernie Sanders is about 8 to 10 years younger than a lot of them. And they had a little communist commune in Vermont shortly after the Red Scare. It's
0: also interesting that Very it's Vermont because Vermont's one of the few deep blue states that is relatively good on gun rights. And commies, like real commies, love their gun rights. Mm-hmm. They do. So that's fascinating.
2: Yeah, because they kill people. and But they also, I mean, <laughs> you want to defend yourself also, but people have this idea. I've heard friends of mine, people in the artistic community, when you tell them, well, you know, this is a, a communist event or, or that person was in the communist party the response is if it's somebody who's a progressive is well, at least they believe in the same things that I believe in and they want the same things that I want. And that is not true at all. That it, if you, the communist international conference, uh, the, like the, the communist, the third one, I think it was 1935, they lay out in their papers that their line is no longer going to be to approach people with the communist reds on and try and, get them to be militant communists because it's scaring people away so right. they decided deception is going to be the new way that we co-opt people and they shed their communist colors and i mean this is their official strategy leninism right. St- stalinist Len- stalinist marxism and what they would do is they would target progressive organizations they would target social democrats they would target democrats for a couple reasons one because they share the same target audience they hate Mm -hmm. democrats and progressives more than they hate conservatives because they're competing for the same target audience because they both use the marxist appeals that makes sense yeah yeah the victim narrative thing and Mm -hmm. they also target them because they know they can get them to join together with them under the guise of, of the pursuit of the same end, of this utopian end, like people respond to. They say, well, at least they want the same thing I do. No, they don't. They, ju- they just want access to the organization that you have so that they can co-opt it. And then they'll work their way up in the organization because they train these people to be, Proactive because you get in these organizations, but most people aren't proactive just in general. So you put mm-hmm. a handful of people, you, you place them strategically in an organization. They're proactively work their way up to these high positions in the union, and then they take control and they purge the people who don't fall in line. And that's what a lot of people don't understand ab- about this movement. They they keep setting these moving moving goalposts of, of objectives that they're never going to reach and that are uh, you know not even possible to reach. I mean equality, yeah. equity, nobody ever fucking finds that shit give me a concrete definition of that so we can measure how far we've gotten and we can know when we when we can stop doing all the bullshit but they're not going to do that because that is where their power comes from
0: well they've been very good at it like uh, malice talks about how um you know that phrase we don't believe in equity we believe in equality of opportunity you know that was a progressive phrase that oh really that, that was planted in I mean planted in the minds of because you know conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. And so over time they've adopted this and they're actually spouting progressive viewpoints back at the people who they're supposed to oppose. Yeah. Hmm. And so it's it's fascinating to see how that works on a continuum. So yeah,
2: it yeah, it really is. It's just the way they manipulate language while while insidious, it is very, very fascinating. And mm-hmm. it's very intentional. It's I mean, they, they have these activist books, these or, orga, the organizational weapon, a Bolshevik strategy that's from like 1940. It was written by the Rand Corporation. They document all the tactics that the Communist Party used, but not just the Communist Party. Anybody who is trying to use to to gain power can use these types of appeals on certain groups of people, just like different appeals can be used on conservatives and mm-hmm. The manipulation of language, like like the coding of our brain it, it is so prominent through all of these materials that it, it's it, – we're like little computers, our brains are, and they know that. And they've been doing social science experiments for 100-plus years on it, and it's funny to me when people are like, oh, no, no, that's gaslighting. What about ISM? Shut up. What about ISM? I, I get it. Right. I understand. Like They have a 100-year head start on you, and they've convinced you that you know what you're seeing – on the surface level to to that you just you can never be gotten you can never be propagandized then they make right. fun of them too. Like in these these materials that the Wellington House used to write back and forth to each other when they were manipulating Americans to World War One. World War when the British were. They would mock how gullible Americans were and how gullible American elites were because all you had to do was put a lord or duke around them. And uh, they would just be so flattered, they'd <laughs> believe anything that they said. Yeah, and, that's and, wild. And, and, and who the has a show with Oprah right now? Prince Harry. Prince Harry right. is a fucking propagandist sent over. Yeah. The Brits to do I, I I don't know that's a weird situation
1: yeah that is a weird situation I don't first of all Americans should not have to give a shit about what any member of the royal English family thinks we fought a whole war about that guys like fuck them um and secondly I, I've noticed that thing about language with the word toxic how there were all these think pieces and like uh, yeah problematic in like um 2011 2010 that were like uh you know if people are toxic uh you have to get away from them and toxic used to mean people who were like physically abusive or mentally abusive to you and then slowly over time toxic came to mean having the wrong ideas being in, being a trump supporter being a conservative it like all these extra things got glommed onto toxic so now if your father is toxic he you know, if he's a Trump supporter, if he owns guns, this, that, and the other thing, um, it's healthy for you to disassociate yourself from your father, from your mother, from your family. And that is also another um, plain communist tactic of separating the youth from the the family home base. So they come to rely on the state or the approval of their peers, which is handed down to them from the state. And so that's something to really be aware of <clears throat> is the separation of families. Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Speaking yeah. of family, Binkley, um, why did your family get an ovation at a stadium?
2: Did, okay. I, all right. Well, this, is, this was completely <laughs> unintentional. We didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> uh, again, and i brought up Bob a lot. Bob Wood was actually there with me. Uh, you know Bob okay. Wood. I know
1: Bob Wood. Yeah.
2: He was there with me and we went to the Sean Hannity Freedom Fest because my parents got <laughs> me, my brothers, and my sister all tickets to the Freedom Fest for Christmas. And we were like, All right, we'll go. And I would. It, it it was it was it was a fun experience. There was a lot of nice people there. Charlie Daniels played. Sean Hannity got out and tried to throw the football around a little bit. That was a little annoying. I, I can't really <laughs> take too much of to Sean Hannity. But at one point we, and we were halfway paying attention. We, we had been drinking and <laughs> at one point we saw people standing up and so everybody's clapping and standing up. And so we're like, Oh yeah, let's clap and stand up. Just like, <laughs> like we thought we were supposed to be giving a standing ovation to everybody. <laughs> and that turns out that wasn't our family. It wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, because somebody tapped us on the short shoulder shortly thereafter, and we sat down, and somebody tapped us on the shoulder. And this woman sitting behind us, and she goes, my husband wants to buy all y'all some beer. And we're like, all right. We don't know why, but sure. I mean, we, we're just like, wow, oh she, must, she must have been – that's how, how stupid we are. She must have been listening to us and think we're really funny and want to get us beer. That must be why. <laughs> The hubris on you, comedian. (laughs) So so we follow her up the stairs and we start thinking about it and and we're like, what was that standing ovation for uh, again? And like, what did they say before that? And we kind of put it together and we're like, oh my God, my brother's wearing camo military pants. (laughs) He looks like he was somebody who was in the military that was a that was a military thing for for people who had died that, like we figured that out <laughs> as we were in line waiting for the beers and so we're like we gotta tell her and, and so we did we're like ma'am the
1: hell you do we,
2: <laughs> take the drink baby well we we thought about it but we we're like we can't yeah. we, we have to tell her i feel like an asshole and he said ma'am we, uh, we not, we're We not we didn't know we were just we're we're idiots that's why I, I find myself telling people that like on a regular we're just idiots don't listen don't, like I, we were just messing around <laughs> we didn't know what we were saying to we're not a gold star family my brother's just a redneck from athens who wears camo pants it's not really what in the military and and so so she goes she goes well, don't tell my husband that
1: because he wants (laughs) to buy y'all beers. And we're like, all right. (laughs) right. (laughs) Mama was looking out for y'all. That's right. (laughs) The women, we all have a code. You take the drink. And she was looking out for y'all. Look, let this man buy you some beer and shut up
2: exactly what it was she wanted her husband to feel good about buying a uh, gold star family beers yeah. even though we weren't that gold star family we, we did that for him for him we did that i love that before you even got
0: to it i knew that they thought you were a gold star family
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I, I mean we were clueless we were not like like that was that was filled with southern conservatives and while my, my family is a little conservative, but we're also also a little wild and uh, we weren't, we didn't, we didn't look like everybody else there except for my brother with his camo pants and his shaved head. <laughs> yeah, so
1: I fun. went to a, a dirt track race um, way out in the country out here and we did not look like anybody else there either. Um, we pulled our little gray crossover into this big sea of pickup trucks. Yeah, and like put our shit on top of our crossover. We're like, we're here to watch the dirt track race, and everyone was staring at us, like, y'all ain't from around here, are you? Yeah, like,
2: yeah. no. <laughs> Where did y'all go? My brother used to. I used to go to dirt dirt bike tracks with my so, brother when I was a kid.
1: So there's a place way out. There's Bob called, right there.
2: He just hey, what's in. up, Bob?
1: Bob um, it's there. called <laughs> w- Barrow Speedway.
2: That's where I've and, been there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Winder Barrow Speedway is a really good time. I definitely recommend paying the ten extra dollars to get in the pit because we totally saw two redneck fights. It was awesome. You get you get all your ten dollars worth for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, those, those things are cool. <laughs> I, I went there once. My my brother's he's a lot older. I'm actually I'm closer in age to his daughters than I am to him. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was I was like nine, and he was in his mid twenties, and we went. To he took me to a dirt bike place. I think it was that one. It was in Winder.
1: Winder Barrow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he he was like, I'm gonna do one more lap before we get out of here. And and he does another lap, but he 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 got in a wreck on the way back, and his face was just all jacked up. Oh my god. And I'm just sitting there in the car, like you know, looking at his (laughs) while he's driving, and his cheek is like folded out, and he's got like a coffee cup, and it's just And and he just looks over and goes, you think I need stitches? (laughs) Get her done. That's about
1: right. That's about right. Yeah. So you have to sign a waiver when you go to this place that if a piece of car flies off the track (laughs) and kills your family, you can't sue the Speedway. So know that going in. But yeah, it's worth paying the 10 extra dollars to get closer to that because, uh, I mean, you these are people's cars that they've cobbled together. I mean, they're this is not a place of regulation. <laughs>
3: like, yeah.
1: Um they they do have elimination though. If you're too heavy, they will kick you off. And I've seen guys take a hammer out and knock things off of their car with the <laughs> hammer so that they could make elimination. Like people oh, are really? serious about Yeah, people are yeah, serious about Yeah, they take this so
2: serious. Yeah. Right, Did right. you guys see the Joe Biden ride today driving? Did you see that video? I didn't you watch, watch see the, the hearing video. wheels.
1: Go ahead, go ahead.
0: I I didn't watch the video, but I did see it was, uh, I was on Twitter and someone had asked um, what the pattern was on the side. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a depth mask that they forgot to take out and post. Because he's a, he's a simulation. He's
1: a, he's a simulation. (laughs) So for real, was the pattern something that people get put on their cars? Because I don't know. Like, is that legitimately something people would even have on their car? I've never seen another car look like that. Like,
2: I'm not sure about the pattern, but there was definitely two steering wheels. And when you see them going around the corner, you can see the guy in the passenger seat moving his body like he's turned the car. And Joe's just kind of like, like, like <laughs> it just, at first, at first, I was like, no, this can't be as obvious as everybody says. But then I'm like, that's a second steering wheel. <laughs> Why is there two steering wheels? And why was well, the first question from the reporter done? Hey, Mr. President, why is there two steering wheels in that electric car?
1: <laughs> and the second one being, what the hell is this pattern on the side of this car you're driving? Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> notice I, the
2: pattern. Yeah,
1: it's really weird. The only thing, the first thing that came to my mind is something that would confuse um, some kind of something that was trying to lock onto your position, because it reminded me almost of like zebra zebra stripes which the purpose of which is so you can't zero in on any one thing. Um, So I don't know.
0: To me, it looked a lot like, and I made, I was joking, but it it looks a lot like the current motion capture suits.
1: Oh, it really does look like
0: that. And so let me see if I can, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not one-to-one, but let's see motion suit.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. They kind of look like crash test dummy suits in a way. They're like all one color and then they have little dots all over them like
0: well, they've gotten like weirder in it. in recent days. I'll pull one up,
1: yeah, I'm sure
0: no way because they've got
1: they've gotten really advanced. There's no way that the u s government wouldn't employ that for their purposes if they had to, especially yeah. if they had a doddering old man that they had to like cover for all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not so. it's not a one to one, but I pulled up this picture from Thor, Ragnarok, and let's see. That's cool this up. Um, there you go. It reminded me of this pattern.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Look at that guy.
0: You oh, see the pattern. Yeah. The pattern on the clothes. It, it yeah. reminded me of that. Let me see if I can. Let's go. Um, Looks Joe Biden.
2: So is that, that's for or... like CGI stuff, right? Right, mm-hmm.
0: um, and then they had this weird. It looks like a. It looks like I said. It looks like a depth map. I mean, I don't think it is, but it's the strangest paint job. But, that. Yeah. But that's have the first thing seen... that came to mind.
1: I've never seen another person have that on their car like that before. Like uh,
2: that, that's weird. That's very weird looking. Yeah. I yeah. I, I yeah. I was focused on on the car when it like driving. I was like, I want to see if the because I saw somebody tweeted at me said he's clearly not driving it. And he wasn't—he wasn't driving it at all. No, and it, it, it didn't even look like he wasn't. You know, you drive, you kind of move your body a little bit with, with as you're, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and Joe's just like he's driving a kid's car, like oh, like he's doing, like he's doing a bad improv scene. You know, it's like all right, you're driving, like ur, ur, ur. no, you know, nobody moves, but you're doing the wheel in 360 motion. Uh, mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. meanwhile, the other guy was kind of like shifting his body weight the way that mm-hmm. you normally would when you drive. They they like to parade him out and make it look like he's so active and and fit. And he's like ah, yeah. oh, you know, walks fast and they they, they capture these glimpses of him, okay. like ten to fifteen second clips, and they just play him over and over again to make him look vibrant. Then we don't see him again for a month. <laughs> right.
0: So uh, Pilar says uh, he sent me pictures in the the in a Twitter chat, but apparently there was no second steering wheel. I don't. I haven't like watched the video.
2: But he also I said that, the video, video I saw was doctored. The the video I saw, I, there seemed to be a second steering wheel. But he also hard to, said that, hard that, to
1: know these days.
0: that the, the um that stupid paint job is to make it so that you can't see the contours of the new car. So they can test it and have yeah. show it without showing all of the detail. That's interesting.
1: Wait, what do you mean to to not show you the really contours of the n- new car? So
0: so yeah, so this is a new Ford F150 if I'm remembering correctly. And so it's some form of test drive, but they haven't released like the pictures of the 2021 Ford F150s or whatever yet. So they have See, this really uh it makes sense. It's a logical explanation. I don't know if it's true. It
1: is, but it's one of those but... things like that picture. They explained it. It, sure, they gave you an explanation that seems to kind of make sense, I guess. But have you ever seen that before? Ever?
0: Paul says that he has. He says that test cars always have patterns. Okay. Like that.
1: Okay. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. Who am I to question Paul?
0: Paul? You mean Brandon?
1: <laughs> or Kyle? I don't know.
0: Call all, all Pauls are Brandons.
1: That's right. I tweet, That's
0: right. I, I tweeted out today APAB, which meant all politicians are bastards. And so people were guessing what that meant. And one of them was all Paul's or Brandon's. And
2: then Paul chimes in and says, no. I I saw that.
0: I said, shut the fuck up, Brandon.
1: You
2: you guys are shit starters on Twitter. Definitely.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah.
0: I have had a lot of fun over the last 24 hours. Let me tell you.
1: (laughs) I had to delete my fake FBI post because people were not getting that it was a troll at all. So... Sorry about that, guys. That shit was fake. It was a troll. I thought it was really obvious that it was a troll. It's gone. Don't worry. It can't hurt you.
2: Now, do you do you get a lot of creepy DMs, Jessica?
1: So my DMs are closed. Me. Yes. I used I used to be in a I used to be in an online cult. And when I got out of the cult, these people started a campaign against me where like hundreds of um accounts from India would start sending Fucking me messages curious. of like their dicks and like um, asking. <laughs> yeah. All kinds message,
2: of... My dick with their. Yeah, <laughs> cloth.
1: So I have, I've like locked down all of my um, private messages and direct messages. I, uh, if you're a mutual follow, you can DM me. Um, but we have to like have interacted before, before yeah. I'll <laughs> open that. Yeah. Because yeah. I've gotten my more than my fair share.
0: I was in a group chat with a woman i left this group chat because she would semi-regularly share the dick pics that she got <laughs> and i was like i know that this is funny objectively yeah, but it's but not so funny that i want to see a dick
1: she's afflicting you with the dick I, pics i don't want the it. same way she got afflicted that's well, irate. Passing,
2: the weirdest passing on part her trauma. like right, when you're you open up your dm like you see a dick pic when you were just about to send a dick pic it's like oh, right. wow I'm about to... it's
0: like it, it's like now i'm soft what am i gonna do with yeah, that
3: right because
1: well. <laughs> you now, always be start honest... a
2: little erect when you get on twitter
0: absolutely because <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to i'm about to pwn some noobs
1: <laughs> before the cult thing i didn't get like you know it, people act like it happens all the time to all women it really it really it's not like that like Hashtag some women yeah, I'm sure like, yeah, I'm sure some women do get, you know, you're really popular account and you know, you're semi good looking, I'm sure you get dicks aplenty, but for the most part, most dicks people, dicks aplenty, yeah, through the cock aperture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's not I don't think it's as prevalent a problem as uh, some people make it out to be. And I think the reason that they post when they get a dick pic is because they're actually excited that someone sent them a dick pic. So, yeah, I'm a little I, suspicious I, yeah. of those. Yeah, <laughs> let
0: me just say as a man, I have been catcalled one time and I fucking loved it. Like every <laughs> every millisecond of that, I was like, I don't care that you're an old broad. I am into this. Like, yeah, give yeah. me that sweet, sweet affirmation. I'm a man. I don't get any. Um, but yeah. I will okay. say that if a woman sent us, what what's an equivalent of a dick pic? Would it be oh, a, yeah. a vagina uh, pic or is it a, is it a titty pic?
3: Well,
2: are we it's talking? like a titty
1: pic. Or feet pic. So Definitely feet. I'm
0: feet.
2: Yeah, it could
1: be. Show let's, feet.
0: Let's not talk
2: about feet. you want to get now.
1: there, ladies? I don't, I, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, I don't want to have that conversation on the
2: on the yeah, podcast the, the, the women's feet are like men's dicks so just think about that when you look at women's feet just two dicks down there two oh. two dicks
1: <laughs> i'm right. never gonna be able to see my own feet the same again <laughs>
2: yeah an image i shouldn't have created because now i'm seeing I, it as well
1: i want to put socks on all the time <laughs>
2: <laughs> girls can
1: have dicks uh, yeah apparently so it,
2: How does that work with, uh, you know, I I don't care what people choose to be, but (laughs) how how does that, how does that work with just the way you talk about it? It, It's not even like, like nobody really cares what you want to do with your sexuality, but when you're trying, when you're forced to try and talk about it in a certain way and use certain labels and everybody starts their meetings now with I'm so-and-so and my, my pronouns are he and him, they, and they, why is they and they a thing? It's weird. Why is they bees a thing? It's a weird, confusing <laughs> fucking, oh, I, look at the cute little babies. If you call your kids babies, then they should be taken away from you because it's shocking. I I read an entire
0: article about a non-binary person, by the way, Demi Lovato, now are they, them, but I read an entire article couple months ago and it was in the they them thing and i truly did not understand what the fuck i was reading like i was going who is they yeah it's confusing you're, you're talking about multiple like i was legitimately like this makes no fucking sense I, to me i whatsoever. think
2: that is intentional i think that's part of this manipulation of language we were talking about because it be make tall. something confusing enough and the CIA manuals, they talk about this shit. The psychological warfare manuals mm-hmm. talk about ambushing people, demoralizing them with confusion, dividing them with confusion. If you make the the pronouns so confusing that you can easily misgender somebody, and mm-hmm. then you ha- on the other side, you have created this group of people that are just ready to just, oh, you misgendered me and go off, then it's it, it's a
1: setup for conflict. So my friend Emily is actually a gender studies professor. Um, I won't say which university that she's at, but I talked to her at length about this. And she said that it's really unfortunate because um, what is distributed to the population in these different think pieces about what they say that gender studies is about and critical race theory is about and all of these things is a pale reflection of what the actual theory is about. And people go to school for years to understand these types of theories and to talk about them intelligently. So it's not as though Vox can put out a video that lasts a minute, 30 seconds that explain to you what critical race theory really is. And so I think that the people are just kind of latching onto something they know p- makes people emotional. And well, that emotion is the cudgel. It's, it could yeah. be anything. It just happens to be race with our society. It just happens to be gender with our society. But the emotion is the, is the actual weapon. It's the actual totally. cudgel.
2: Uh, that, well, and they're that, also... Oh, go ahead, Kate. I was
0: just going to say, they're also very good when it comes to explaining any of their ideas on the academic level. And then bringing, when they bring it to the... I've read some of the academic papers on some of this stuff, but mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. It, it's very similar to what they bring to Twitter but they always try to make it sound as complicated as possible they try to obfuscate to the point where you're mm-hmm. like this doesn't this must be smart because i don't understand
1: it mm-hmm. <laughs> right right yeah, yeah I hate
0: and that. it's just like th- that is th- that is definitely one of the things i keep running into is like because once you see past that pattern once you see through the matrix and you start to see what they're doing you see these think pieces and you're like you're not saying shit, dude You're just trying to manipulate me.
2: (laughs) That's absolutely what they're... Everything they do everything these mainstream outlets do anyway, mm-hmm. ha- has an agenda. And if it doesn't fit that agenda, they do not talk about it. Yep. They don't report mm-hmm. it. The, this We've been talking a lot about narrative warfare. There's this yep. woman, her name is uh, Ajit Mon, and she's with a group called Narrative Strategies. And what they do is they mm-hmm. train national security professionals and how to conduct narrative warfare domestically mm-hmm. and abroad. And we deconstructed some of, one, some of their videos where they were talking about a lot of this stuff, and it's really eye-opening. I, I bought all of her books, which which are written as instruction manuals to people in the national security profession. And the, one of the main things they emphasize is that narrative warfare is not a battle over truth. Right. A successful narrative warfare actually is convincing a population to believe something that is a complete falsehood as though it were the truth, but it's not a battle over the truth. It's a battle over the meaning. So mm. you... Put the meaning in the message so that the public never has a chance to determine the meaning for themselves. You short-circuit their ability right. to think by charging an emotional meaning into the way you frame and deliver the message. And that it's so yeah. prevalent right now.
0: Not Bingo. to mention, so I I don't know if you've watched them. I don't know if you're a nerd like me, but did you watch um, specifically The Falcon and the Winter Soldier?
2: I have not seen that yet. I, I've seen a couple okay. episodes. I haven't seen all of it.
0: So that... Um, Uh, Captain Marvel um, even Thor Ragnarok in some ways yeah but the way that uh, well Black Panther is also good but okay Black Panther was mediocre I'm just gonna say that right (laughs) and that's my point is because they use these stories to tell their morality especially in Falcon and the Winter Soldier I want you to watch all of it and tell me it's not the most preachy shit you've ever seen because so, you can't uh, yeah, watch, object like you couldn't object or even say that black panther wasn't great or whatever because you are being racist at that point mm-hmm. they shut so you down guys the remember
1: when they came out with an all-girls version of ghostbusters
0: terrible <laughs> yeah, movie yeah, yeah. okay that's a terrible movie it's terrible terrible
1: <laughs> it's terrible um so Back when they came out with that movie, I was still very heavily into my leftist SJW cult. And I call it a cult unabashedly because it follows every single qualification of a narcissistic cult. This is the online cult
2: you said you're This is the online cult. Right, right.
1: So they couldn't have physically fed me Kool-Aid or anything like that. But like in every other aspect, they were a narcissistic cult. And um, so when that movie came out and people were panning it, I defended that movie tooth and fucking nail without ever having watched it. And I insisted to everyone that was calling it bad that they were calling it bad because they were misogynists, that they couldn't handle Whip, Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say this is the same thing that happened to Captain Marvel and all of these other movies is people mm-hmm. did not watch it before they defended it. Right. And it's, right. like, it's like, oh, well, you just didn't like Captain Marvel is a great, a great example. You didn't like Captain Marvel because you don't like women. And I'm like,
1: hold, and not hold up there, bitch. Because Brie Larson is a horrible, 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 horrible goblin.
2: I heard she got Just, fired from the next one. I don't know if that's true, but I haven't heard that.
0: Me. But I did notice that the name of the next movie is The Marvels, and so hopefully they're going past her. That's that's the <laughs> only no, nothing she's about she's gonna die guys. of a drug
1: overdose and be off the no- show.
0: Nothing about the future Marvel movies look interesting to me. There's nothing yeah. that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. Except I for maybe Spider-Man. Yeah. But, um, but that was the thing with Captain Marvel was you couldn't say, hey, this movie had a very interesting concept to it of being anti-imperialist. But they fucked mm-hmm. it up by being too on the nose about all of the female stuff. And we're, you're mm-hmm. right. Brie Larson is now a goblin. But mm-hmm. when she was in community, she was cute as hell.
1: Yeah, she was also great in the United States of Tara. But I'm making a reference, not that I hope she does, has a drug overdose, but that's what they did to Roseanne's character in yeah, Roseanne it, it, when they fired her. I remember that, yeah.
2: <laughs> the whole reason they brought the show back, they I think that was a setup. I think that whole thing was, was a setup to virtue signal. So ABC can say, look at us, we're going to f- virtue signal, and we're going to get rid of the problem. Therefore, we're good. Welcome us into the Great Reset. A lot of these Great Reset companies are doing that, and – I'm sure ABC is. I haven't looked it up, but all the other companies that I've suspected have been, have been that what you guys are saying. It it makes me think of uh, something that came up this week there. I I went to one of these indivisible trainings. Indivisible is one of the activist training groups. They're they're in every precinct in the country. They started in 2016 after Trump got elected from congressional Mm -hmm. staffers. They're, They're funded by Soros and all these other, it's just another one of those like media matters types groups. And I go to a lot of their trainings And they sent out uh, some materials last week uh, about, you know, uh, how to respond to the big lie, the big lie in Arizona, Maricopa County. Uh, How do you respond to it? And they give it's funny because they give specific quotes. Here's what you say. Hold
1: up, Here's hold what up. You say. Hold up. What is the big lie? Because I'm not clued okay. in. So oh, yeah. so
0: let's let let me back up because the big lie, that phraseology is stolen from a Hitler a, an alleged Hitler quote where you make the the lie so big and you repeat it so often that people yeah. believe it. They have applied wow. the big lie to the idea that Joe Biden's win was illegitimate.
2: Yeah. So free that's and fair, the big free
1: and fair, is. free
2: and fair. Right. Gotcha. And the way that they rope it in is they say these people who believe that the election was stolen, they're trying to challenge, they're trying to do an audit of the votes in Arizona and in Georgia and in a uh, few other states as well, Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. they are – enabling Republicans to enact racist voter laws. That's where Stacey Abrams comes in with all her bullshit about, about mm-hmm. well, they say you can't bring water. No, that's not actually what they bullshit. said in the bill. They actually said bullshit. a political operative can't come and try to influence people in line by giving them stuff like water. They can get water right. from people that work there. People can bring water to them. But they send out these messages. And I, and I used to do... I've been I've been following this group for a while and they they send out scripts telling people exactly what to say. They try to make it as e- easy as possible. At first they would send you a script. They'd say call this senator and say this to them. And then it that, that must not have worked as well as I like so they said, here's the script. Here's what you say. Push this button on your screen and then follow along with the dialogue because it's too is oh, wow. too difficult to actually dial. We will dial it for you and then t- highlight the words for you to say through our software program and I used to get those scripts and I would call my congressperson that they said to call and I would just because they would script out what you're to say and what they thought the congress the person who answered would say and so I would just I would stick to the script regardless of of what the the person said (laughs) that always got really awkward
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) so what they did last
2: week is they sent out these these scripts about how to respond, because they're, they're trying to quote this new term they're passed around, pre-bunk. And here's what pre-bunk is. They, they, they say you need to do a truth sandwich, which a truth sandwich is uh. you, you, you start with the truth. And then you attack the motive of the other person, and then you end with the truth. And the truth, of course, is the lie, which they're telling, the lies they're telling. And the whole idea is they tell people to never engage in the actual content that the opposition, in this case, the people conducting the ballot audit, are, are presenting. Yeah. So they inoculate, they, they convince people that even looking at the content of the argument is wrong and that they should instead pre-bunk when they talk about it, never use it, never even mentioning that. And the way that they, they pre-bunk is they do this. And they give them very specific language. They gave them a whole paragraph. And then they said, Here's one sentence where you can add your own personal spin on it. So a whole paragraph, like five sentences, one sentence, you can add your personal spin. And then it customizes where they put it. Then at the end of it, they said, here are five cho- choices that you can use for your customized sentence. And then they gave you, so, so really you can't customize it. You, you can just plug in A, B, C, D, or E into the sentence we gave you. And so I, I read that and presented it on our show earlier this week. I think it was Monday on Tuesday. Yeah. I got somebody tweeted this at me. I believe it was at Rockhanger. Thank you, Rockhanger, if you're listening. He tweeted, "You were right," and it was people on uh, people on Twitter verbatim tweeting out the the script that I had read from Indivisible, trying to oh, wow. combat the you know, the vote, the big lie in Arizona. And I know that they copied and pasted it because in the materials they sent, there was a quote at the beginning and there's a quote at the end, you know, to signify this is what you say. The person forgot to take out the quote at the end. So there's a quote <laughs> weirdly placed. They took the one out at the beginning. And so I was like, wow, this person copied and pasted, forgot to delete the quotes. And then, and you guys can look this up. They're, they're focusing more on Facebook, but they're also pretty prevalent on Twitter. Hashtag Truth Brigade. And you will see a long list of people who are verbatim repeating scripted lines that were given to them by this indivisible group. They have never looked at the content. They've never thought about it themselves. They have simply followed their orders based on the emotions that have been triggered in them. It's It's mind control.
0: Well, and here's one thing I wanted to mention. Mr. Ghosn said, ah, yes, the Georgia voter law, which is actually less strict than Colorado's. This was my favorite thing about this story because the Democrats were out there straight out lying about this, this law, right? This yeah. change. Mm-hmm. And then Trump was send, sending his little memos from his office, which are like the best because they're so right. dumb and yeah. so great. Um, but he put out one of his press releases and it was talking about how much he hated the law because it was, it was not strict enough and it, it actually made it easier to defraud the vote and all of this. And that was my favorite moment when both of them agreed that the law, that Trump and the Democrats agreed that the law was bad for different reasons
2: yeah, yeah. and opposed both, they are both trying to manipulate the <laughs> issue it is it's it's crazy that people i think know that at an intellectual level i, I think mm-hmm. that they recognize that but when you get in the heat of the heat of the moment or heat, heat of battle and right now they have politicized everything on the planet i mean yoga did you know that apparently <laughs> conspiracies are a problem in the yoga community these yoga no. women are are getting infected by a pandemic so, of conspiracy th- i mean this is a real thing I think, talking- yeah, I think it's maddie i think it's just maddie maybe.
0: from involuntary victims. yeah just i think they're just
2: talking about maddie she's queuing well, on so- of, the, of the yoga communities what well, they everybody's queuing <laughs> on when they don't when they want to demonize them. us call them
1: so the t- to talk about that just kind of from that perspective because i am like a yoga woman or whatever. Uh, I'm not a yoga. A lot woman. of people, <laughs> he's not a yoga. A lot of people in the yoga community are more interested in things like herbal medicine and homeopathic remedies and things like yeah. this. And anybody who does that is demonized. Yeah. And it's yeah. really crazy. Like they've, you know, I, I never was like an anti vaxxer person. I've had all my vaccines. I'll get my, you know, inshallah, I should have them. Children have their vaccines. I will I will get those too. But, you know, any person who doesn't, want to mandate vaccines, force vaccines on people is now, according to the definition on Merriam-Webster, considered an anti-vaxxer. So I've been forced into this category. I'm just going to own the title. If you want to put the title anti-vaxxer on me, that's fine. Uh, Regardless, I still don't think that anybody should be forced to have vaccines and I'm not going to change that position just to avoid um, being called something that makes you a pariah in our society. And that's yeah. the mind control that they use too. Oh my gosh, I don't want to be called an anti-vaxxer. And women, you know, for the most part, we're like not, and I'm saying for the most part, but for the most part, we're non-confrontational in that way. We're not going to want to rock the boat or ruffle feathers. So we'll abandon what we know to be true in order to avoid these stereotypes and labels. And I've, I've seen it amongst my peers over and over and over again.
2: Well, they talk about using that societal pressure to get people mm-hmm. to submit. the The Council on Foreign relations, we we deconstructed a video where they very much focused on the using comedy to shame people, y- using the oh group think, using the bandwagon mm-hmm. effect, to pressure yes. people into doing. They they anybody who tries to, I don't want to say take a middle ground, but doesn't. Is not agreeing with either side they don't like that so they try to set up circumstances where you are forced to be to be on one side or the other and they just start labeling you one side or the other i mean people Great. who i know that are they've been democrats their entire lives are labeled nazis basically q nazis because they are not they don't want to get the vaccine they don't yep. they're very you know they they don't like the idea of it so they're Nazis. Mm-hmm.
0: So I may have to put in my Twitter bio, anti-vaxxer, anti-taxer, because I feel like...
2: it's <laughs> a good, good, good. Ca- good yeah. phrase
0: Nice and catchy, mm-hmm. nice yeah. and mm-hmm. rhymey. So yeah. I was thinking, um, both of you are from Georgia. I lived in, well, lived in from, et cetera, Georgia. I lived in Georgia, and I thought of a video... This week that makes me think of Georgia, even if it's not from Georgia. And so I'm going to play that right now. I don't know if you've oh seen this movie, but, <laughs> but it's one of my favorites. It's uh, when a uh, reporter got caught with a bug and reacted appropriately.
2: <laughs> what really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death?
3: What the fuck is that? <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs>
1: I'm dying in this fucking country-ass, fucked-up town.
3: (laughs) Shit flying in my mouth. (laughs) The fuck, I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country,
1: motherfucker. (laughs) I can't see me. Okay. Wait, play play the beginning again, because I want to hear his reporter voice real quick.
2: Okay, one second. The transition yeah. from that to him, yeah.
1: You want to see the transition. Yeah. It's so good.
2: That's great. I, love, I love that. I love that. I doubly love that, because that's also one of the videos that people use to prove that there are lizard people. Have you seen the videos? <laughs> really? Yeah. Because, there's, there's because videos politicians that don't to... react? They they slow it down that video. These used to be all over YouTube. I don't know if they're still there, but and they'll like when he turns and kind of like you know spit like his tongue. They'll like you know how they do the circles, red circle lizard, and they'll be like and they make it look like his tongue like you know whipped out and snatched the bug out of (laughs) midair. And they're like, look at him, he's a lizard. And, and that's yeah. That's Those awesome. are probably still online.
0: It's hilarious. That's here's awesome. His, here's his reporter voice. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death?
1: The fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great, yeah. <laughs> I love the code switching. That's yeah, totally. my favorite. The things. reporter
2: voice is is never it's great. They never have. Yeah, I want to hear everybody's not reporter voice like when they get mad when something Do happens. you hear my Chick-fil-A voice? I'd love to hear <laughs> no my voice actually. I think I've done this before, but
0: I used to work at Chick-fil-A um and so when I was on the headset, I would sound or you know, when I've been in jobs where I've done customer service, my cust- like I have a fairly welcoming voice no matter what, but if if you hear me on Chick-fil-A's, it's the worst thing in the world because it's so sugary sweet. You ready for it? yeah all right let me get into it thank you for choosing chick-fil-a this is cam
2: that is beautiful <laughs> wow
1: i hate I, that I, guy already
2: <laughs> I, I mean I, I thought i was in order i thought i was, I thought I was in line waiting to order
1: <laughs> i will say that at chick-fil-a they get my order right and they're always polite so I don't care if they say no women allowed, I'll go through the drive through man. Like <laughs> I love, I love so It's a
2: lot of hate, yet they yeah. do a lot of good things for their, at least from my understanding, I knew some people who worked there in college that they offered college plans to, if you work there, you can yeah. get oh, some cool. benefits. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. It's the way that they, I don't know. It seems like a pretty good company to work for. To me, you've worked there, mm-hmm. so you know, better than me. But they get a lot of shit just for being Chick Fil A. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean it, 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 it wasn't a bad job, but you know it's it's a lot of bigots who who are say that say they're against bigots when that's not something that you see on the the store level whatsoever.
2: Yeah, was it true that so, so- Kathy's son who said he was going to wash the as a, a, a I don't know who the black guy was, but it was a black guy that he knew he's was going to wash his feet during a conference last year because he wanted to make a stand against racism so is he got up on stage he's like I- i'm gonna wash your feet or something It's really weird and awkward
1: that's oh, some that, that guy's got some other things going on that's got yeah. nothing to do with race man that's, yeah. he's got that's
2: some it. jerry fallowell shit going on there joe this Falwell. is a this, f- a this is a feet, feet loving
0: podcast and we need to <laughs> to keep within that okay we're a mormon christian conservative feet loving podcast that's that shades that fucking hates sean astin
1: yeah so. we do we yeah. really hate sean astin so who's,
0: who's
2: sean astin
0: he's the one who played samwise Gamgee in lord of the rings he also was rudy
2: oh yeah yeah he's a <laughs> yeah. also he's the worst yes. character in 24
0: yeah every time he in dies everything. in a show i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> um so Jessica had this this idea th- you this should recut other, right? Rudy where he dies at the end use the scene <laughs> from like 24 or something
1: <laughs> oh my god Cam please do that
0: <laughs> here's a whole just I recut every yeah. movie with Sean Aston in it so he dies painfully at the end make him the new Sean Bean Um so Jessica tweeted the other day that she can tell a, she can tell a lot about someone by their pizza order and I thought we ask stupid questions on this show. I want her to do your tarot, her, your pizza tarot card reading for your favorite pizza. <laughs> it's
2: not pineapple yeah. pedophiles. Is that, isn't that what they, they say? Excuse in the, me.
0: Excuse oh, me. We are a pineapple no, pizza, pizza loving, loving Wait a loving podcast.
2: Wait a minute, sir. Isn't that what they say? They used to, didn't they say that Obama no, would pineapple pizza. on pizza and, and that was, was a w- code?
0: Well, it was walnut pizza walnuts it was one Ew. of them um there were there were different codes but no pineapple is good like i just know that you enjoy life be, less I just, than i do
2: yeah no, i know so- i i'm not saying it's not good i'm just saying <laughs> i thought that was code that the pizzagate thing brought at least what they say PizzaGate okay. was
1: that makes more sense to me uh because pineapple on pizza is actually good but i think it's inappropriate yes. to have it with ham
0: I okay, ham so is the wrong ingredient.
1: Wrong. I think you should have it with pepperoni.
0: You can do both. You can do either.
2: Is, aren't they part
1: of the it's same the salt? Ham
0: it's the salt and the sweet or the spicy <laughs> and the sweet. These are two different things that can work beautifully together, and you're just not living your best life. That's all I have to say. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm <laughs> so, orthodox about my pizza. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm charismatic, <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so favorite pizza order.
2: That is a tough one. Um because I've, I've my my pizza taste have changed over the years. I used to just be um like pepperoni hey, or just cheese, a cheese guy. Oh uh, yeah, because you're an American. To, yeah, just cheese or pepperoni with like a in a shotgun, you know, in a in a, in a cheeseburger. Uh, but I started Fireworks. to like. I started to like. Well, I should say this. I love Papa John's, and it's not racism. I just like Papa John's <laughs> pizza. Papa John's, the pizza of the Proud Boys. That became the meme that they were put out there. <laughs> Give so, me a fucking break. It's good pizza. Shaq is the spokesperson for it now. It's not racist.
0: Have you listened to the video wow. or the, the audio or read the transcript from that Papa John's thing?
2: I haven't read the transcript. I listened to some of the video. They, he's an idiot who has, the bed they so hard. set him up. Yeah, they set him up bad, though. Yeah, they set him up.
1: But was, I mean, at the same but, time, you're at a should, company meeting and you threw an M bomb. You should have.
2: No, he's an idiot. Considered,
1: yeah, he's
2: an idiot. But what, what those people were that were there is they were there to do a communications training to help him not say stupid shit in front of right. people. Right. Right. But somebody's secretly recording it and as someone who's done improv a lot is is, <laughs> is one of the things in improv. If you're warming up in improv is it's you no judgment, it's no judgment. Everybody's free. You say whatever you do. Word association. The crazy if you had a film, a recording of every improviser in the United States during warm ups. And probably ninety-five percent of them are on social media talking about how everybody else is racist. They would all be the racist ones because yeah. the most horrible shit comes out when you just don't when you when you yeah. agree to not judge each other and you agree to not treat people as though the fucking like I, I yeah. know people who I've warmed up and I've done shows with them and I, I they I've seen them say things that are not that if if anybody that they knew right now or anybody that is loving some of their social media comments knew right now that they had said they would be completely canceled because I, I I know that that these people aren't bad or they aren't racist or they aren't whatever. I know they were warming up and they were saying silly words and it got silly. But when you have a fucking culture, that's going to like, Oh, everything you say that might be, I'm going to look for a reason to fuck you with it. Then then that's Mm -hmm. what happens. And a lot of the, I mean, anybody who's a fucking artist, who's like really an artist and is out there like accusing anybody of like, it's not, it's not even words. So people can accidentally make us, they can put their, their index and their thumb finger together because maybe somebody hit a fucking three pointer and they go, Oh my gosh, it's a white nationalist symbol. Ah!" Mm -hmm. And and it's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And you're really trying to ruin this person's life for it. It's so stupid.
1: I, I think the accusers know that you're not a racist. They wouldn't be calling you that if they. Yeah. Be, it's the most it's the worst thing you can be in our society. It's the scarlet letter of American culture is to mm-hmm. be a racist. So if I call you a racist, you're going to bend over backwards and do anything you can to get, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that, whatever. And people have realized they can gain power over the conversation that they're having over the culture, yeah. what have you. And sometimes it just feels good to take down a powerful person.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think that they do know that the person's not a racist, but what they don't know is that they've been trolled by 4chan.
2: Yeah, 4chan <laughs> put that they out. They never there. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's crazy, and, and this whole this whole philosophy that they're really trying to indoctrinate people with that you never address the content. Like, I was talking about this earlier. You only start to attack what you presume the motive of the other person to be. So it has nothing to do with reality. It's just your assumption on their motive and the people who have indoctrinated you are telling you that their assumption is bad when it, mm-hmm. it's not. Most of the time it's not actually bad. Right. So pizza order.
0: If you're ordering pizza oh. right now, tell me.
2: <laughs> I, if I was ordering a pizza right now, I would I would cheese would always be a possibility, but I would look and see what they're like white pizzas not not because of white you know (laughs) i just mean the greenish salad like fucking racist yeah i I want a completely white no just a powerful (laughs) white pizza (laughs) the
1: white pizza is the most powerful of all the pizzas this we know we were told
2: all the other pizza down it really does (laughs) No, I want the, it's a that pizza that's like really healthy and it has broccoli and it has sometimes pineapple, sometimes pineapple on it. it has fruits and vegetables. I, I I've grown to like pizza like that as I've gotten older. Okay. In the past, my go-to was cheese, but right now I would look and see what some of those specialty off-colored pizzas are—light skin. <laughs> pizzas are
0: I, I, just, I can't even use language really? dude's getting the fettuccine alfredo pizza out there trying to convince us he's not crazy
1: that's on purpose that's on purpose <laughs> and there's this phrase that i hear all the time it's like oh uh, a hit dog hollers so if i accuse you of being racist and you say i'm not a racist you're hollering you're a hit dog and you're hollering you can't even defend yourself by saying i don't feel that way i don't feel superior to another race what are you talking about you can you can be you can be married
2: to a black woman and have if you're a white person and have biracial children and that only proves how racist you are you fucking colonizer it's so it's it's so stupid
0: (laughs) so i want i want Jessica to harshly judge you on your pizza choice. Are you drinking? What are you drinking? Brandy? No, this right. I have my snifter, but this is a uh, monkey shoulder scotch.
2: All right. <laughs> um,
0: I want I want Jessica to judge him harshly, but then I need to tell you about my favorite moment of today from Twitter because I, I almost didn't mention this. So.
1: So I don't know if you noticed all the judgments that I was giving out about people's pizza choices is that they were good. Because I'm not a pizza fascist, and so I was undoing the negative Twitter pizza interactions by telling everyone that their pizza choice is good. Just order whatever pizza you like. Because that sounds extremely
0: progressive.
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very progressive, don't you know? Um, No, so yeah, just be order the pizza you want to order, man. If you want pineapple on that son of a bitch, you get pineapple. You live your life.
0: be the pizza yeah. you want to yeah. see in the world. Empowerment mm-hmm.
2: through pizza.
0: Um, so,
1: oh, You can't so, Here.
0: <laughs> so let me tell you, today, uh, some, I don't know how I got into this Twitter conversation, but this guy... Uh, I, I don't have the original tweet, but he apparent, he was uh, get, getting on to a friend of mine and saying that uh, the only thing worse than Trump is Putin and you should piss all over Trump and Putin. And so I was like, I'm just going to throw out a classic old gross zinger. And I said, do you blow your dad with that mouth? <laughs> And so
2: this guy, um, I love it. I love that we've reached the inappropriate portion of the show. I love that. It's so yeah, that's, that's, that's,
1: that's it wasn't the cock aperture. That was the more appropriate Wait, no, part of the show. The,
0: yes, that was. Okay. Good. So I actually said, do you suck your, your dad off with that mouth? And he said, no, your mother is taking care of all of us. Uh, and then I decided. getting
1: monetized. We're never going to get monetized.
0: I decided I'm going to set a trap here. And so I said, when did you stop sucking off your father? And instead of going, oh, this is a loaded question. If I say either way, you know, I'm busted. Either I stopped sucking his <laughs> his dick or I didn't. And he says, "When your mother came over and took care of all of us, she uses that tongue better than you, comrade." And, and so I said, "So at that point, he had admitted that he sucks his dad's wiener." Yeah. And I said, "But why did you stop stop su- sucking to your dad formally, off?"
1: Formally, formally right. sucked his I dad's know, wiener. Yeah. Just
0: when he was a kid, only. When he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so dark. And uh, so, so, I said, but why stop sucking your dad off? You know, you know what he wants better than anyone. And this guy is like trying to fight me and uh, he's, he's trying to do this mom thing so hard. And he goes, because no one uses their mouth better than your mother, but you knew that already. And I'm like, okay, a double down. This is fantastic. And I said, what's your, what's, this is the gross part. This is the real gross part. You ready for the gross part? Oh, no. I said, I'm what's ready. his favorite thing that you do? the tongue swirl or do you, and i said do you swallow or are you a pussy <laughs> and he blocked me
2: can you believe that's it? what it took can you believe that's why that's where he drew <laughs> the line is that <laughs> that's just like it's it i've had just, it this guy's <laughs> this guy's toxic for me he's toxic." <laughs> a real man you know that. He probably that probably hit home that's probably why he's probably like how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck did he know
3: <laughs>
0: It was the tongue thing damn it i oh, damn it poor father
2: <laughs> I, my dad's been telling people what i <laughs> i love, that I, I love that I love that you like. had that interaction uh seriously i was i joy so happy you had that interaction on twitter well
0: and that's the thing
1: made <laughs> the world a better place that's for sure i expect
0: people to be stupid but i don't always expect them to take the bait that hard yeah like, I was just, oh, wow, you you stumbled right into that. Most people with a brain would go, okay, I know what he's doing. I, I'm not going to respond anymore. But he's like, well, yeah, I stopped at this point. <laughs> okay, buddy. Thank you for letting us know.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, you can turn it against them, too, like some of their, their philosophies. It's like, do you also suck um, African-American dick or are you racist? <laughs> right.
1: That's great.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah, I'm putting
1: that one in my pocket for later use.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. transgender thing, also, where it's like if you don't, if I am ever, you know, would you fuck? With a, would you suck
0: a feminine dick or not?
2: Yeah, uh, 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 <laughs> I uh, would. An <laughs> external and external, um, couturus, a clitoris. I
0: guess is a clitoris that? maximus. A clitoris maximus. <laughs> or your.
1: No, hold trans- on, feminine. hold on. Are we talking about someone with a real penis? This is why it's is so is a confusing. Woman?
2: <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what, which one, cause it's so confusing.
1: Or an elongated clitoris because that is a different thing.
2: I, and Just... that's, that is where the confusion comes in. They- We'll never know. We'll never know what we're we, sucking. I uh, yes, I never
1: know. <laughs> we
2: never know what we're sucking is the confusing thing. <laughs> You're right, Cam. This fucking woke culture has, has blinded <laughs> us to what's in our mouth. <laughs>
1: I already have to do it through a hole in a bathroom stall wall to yeah, prevent I, I go to the
2: glory hole every single day, just waiting. <laughs> I hope that one that
0: one guy that does the, the tongue oh, tongue. You're
2: vaccinated, asshole. Put it through.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, oh
3: thank boy! You. Thank you
1: for so, that.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to pause it. Another question. Um, So I love we you are using pause it right there. It's a good use pause it. I'm very classy show. (laughs) (laughs) So so we are we are looking to stretch our wings past just political talk. And so (laughs) I'm wondering, I mean, besides the dick aperture and right. But I'm wondering, is there someone out there in your opinion that isn't in in our or any other political area that talks about politics that you think would be an interesting concept idea or person to talk to? Like, what would you want to hear me and Jessica talk to someone about?
2: I, I, you know, I think that you should see if, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing or if he's listening right now, but I think you should see if you get Bob on your show. I think you'd like to have him I think he'd be a good guest.
1: (laughs) Bob has an interesting story and is a pretty awesome entrepreneur. He's a prepper
2: and and he's a a very interesting guy. I I don't know if he's still watching, but um, I think he'd be a good guest. Hmm.
1: And I, also know, I
2: know some crypto people that are like that were all that told me like six years ago do get this or that and I was like mm-hmm. well if I don't have any money or what uh, but uh, um now I'm like holy shit they knew exactly what they were talking about uh, um I know none I know of I them sure. have
1: thrown themselves out of a building C- correct
2: yeah they can't really do interviews anymore after throwing themselves out of a building but
1: no, okay. they have they i was have gonna it. say they haven't oh, they right haven't, yeah. like no okay. no
2: like the, right. I, I know a few guys that are uh really on top of it yeah bob says leave me alone i knew that he wouldn't want me to promote him like that but i think he's a good interview and uh, um yeah, he has good information. I don't People believe him after interview. the
1: conversation we just had on the show.
2: No, this the, the, the what the conversation we just had on the show is right up his alley because he loves talking about dicks. He loves handling them. He loves, loves <laughs> going glory holes. Yeah, no, totally. He's a dick guy. He's a dick man.
1: <laughs> he's, he's a coxman.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, okay, so speaking of this abominable horror. That we found ourselves in with Kopsman Brie Larson. Brie Larson. You know, Brie um, Larson.
2: The, her, see what I heard about her. Not I don't know, know if it's true heart. that she's not going to be in the movie, but I heard that her YouTube page was so unlikable yes. that the producers of the film they decided they were going to recast her. I don't know if they actually did that or not, but that was the
1: story. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch all of that. And it is very bad. <laughs> <YouTube page>
2: is. <laughs> so uh,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but we do Jessica and I and more recently me than her, but a horror movie challenge that starts in July and goes to October 31st, Halloween. It's 100 Nights of Horror. Are you a horror fan? Yeah, I am. What horror movie would you like to add to our list? Because if you like it enough, you can be the person that we have on the show or on some other side project where we just talk about that.
2: This one's probably on it already, but the original Halloween...
1: Oh, hold on. You it's, guys couldn't hear that, was it? it? It played Brie Larson.
0: Oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> we didn't hear that. <laughs> okay, I'm
1: sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Last year, Halloween was, uh, the original Halloween was the movie On Halloween. Okay, so yeah. That was, that's right.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: That was the finale, and I never made it. So, no one has ever completed the challenge. It is on an honor system, and I'm glad no one has falsely claimed it. You, you only win the honor by completing this challenge, so if you... Fake it you you're only cheating your own honor, and that's not the way to get into Valhalla um, but <laughs> it's really hard to watch a hundred horror movies even if you just do one a day so um yeah, I, Halloween is on there. It's the finale for Halloween night yeah. um it starts july twenty third and we try there's you can break it up any way you want to but it's one movie every night until Halloween. Right, I
2: have a movie it's I think it's called Spliced okay.
0: Is that the one with the woman alien hybrid looking thing? Yes,
2: and and, and she 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 bangs Splines. humans and it gets all weird. Oh, the I
1: remember that one. Yeah. It's really
2: weird. I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> really, really weird movie.
1: So that when I was a kid, it freaked my shit right out.
2: Yeah, it's creepy.
0: Okay. Have you heard of the one that's called like what's it called like Bite or something? And it's about mm-hmm. a woman who has like teeth in her vagina or something like that.
2: Oh, are you talking about those women at the women's march that wear the giant vagina (laughs) costumes that have teeth in them and they bring their children with them and their husbands and they put their husbands in t-shirts that have brawls and panties on them so it looks like their husbands are wearing brawls and panties? That's Mm. a horror movie. That
0: is a horror Mm. movie. It's the worst sort of horror. It's body (laughs) horror.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You you guys have seen those Those giant costumes, right? Those giant... No! (laughs) The original women's march and they continue to show up to the following ones too. So they had the pussy hats too, which you know, great name, pussy hats. Uh, no, you know, no dick hats, uh, but just the pussy hats. And there was a, a group of women that would walk in these parades, and you would always see photos. I got a bunch of photos of them. I did some videos showing like the random, the, all the, all the people who were actually wearing these, and it's a life size costume. Of a vagina, so you put it on and you're a walking vagina, and some of them have teeth in it. So it's like this vagina bites back. Oh, ah, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, oh, all right, listen. No. So I, what, what, what's crazy about that is my first thought about that was like, did they commission to have those made, or was somebody already making those, and then the women's march happened and bam, they finally caught their break, you know.
0: <laughs> Because, i like the idea of some old italian uh like suit maker being <laughs> propositioned by these women could you make me a, a pussy suit and he's like oh <laughs> how
2: many teeth do you need oh, it's be difficult. <laughs> well
1: so i advise no one to google vagina teeth costume
2: yeah that would no one
1: google not that
2: that well. <laughs> demonetized it turns
1: out not gonna
2: get over this there was an old couple that before all this hysteria before the women's march before trump they used to make life-size vagina costumes with teeth (laughs) sales were rock bottom it was just an art of love you know they never made any sales and bam the women's march and they finally made it they caught their big break because all these crazy feminists bought their costumes there's, I think it was in the Atlantic or some shit. The, the, the mom and pop shop, vagina store, whatever the fuck is called, costume maker. <laughs> they finally, they finally get to uh, hit their stride, go baby. Mainstream, yeah, they made it to the show.
1: <laughs>
0: finally, my work uh, is appreciated. Uh, uh,
2: uh. I would
1: like
0: to get one
2: of those. I think just to. Ooh. Know, sleep. There was
1: a sample, a medical sample, a medical no, sample of yeah, of a of a vagina. With a with the four teeth in it, I don't and they're want like m- they're molars,
2: right? <laughs> well, yeah, wisdom so, teeth. Is there any wisdom so they're, teeth they're in cutting. There? They're, well, they're Take those out. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever somebody says i got to get my wisdom teeth removed, I'm like, from your mouth or your vagina? Which one is it? Which one is
0: it? <laughs> I got cow. mine removed from my penis when I was very young. Oh, it's luckily. very painful as a kid. Yeah. 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 It, was <laughs> a day, it was a one eyed mole so. before it was a one eyed snake. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of these bu- this beautiful imagery, let's let's shift into the hopeful, happy portion, which has been the whole show. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. We love this, uh, but what is it? You know, I've, I've asked you this before. What is it right now that is your white pill? What gives you hope right now?
2: Well, I think that more people are asking questions, e- e- even though uh, the the media pushes back hard on, on trying to silence people. I, I think it's actually evidence how hard that the media is trying to demonize things and trying to prevent people from even talking about the Maricopa County audit and what will be the Georgia audit. We've been inter- interviewing Garland, who's been working on the Georgia audit every every weekend. And stuff's about to come, come out with that. And I think the fact that they are trying so hard to prevent people from even talking about that, is evidence that they they can't stop it and that, that there's more people on the ground, despite what the media will present. They would try to make it look like there's so many people that agree with this progressive agenda. It's the art of war. It's the you try to appear to be bigger than you actually are. They are not, they're not, there's not that many fucking crazy people out there. The media just tries to normalize crazy people and they try to demonize normal people. And yeah. I think that there is a spiral of silence I think that there's people who fear speaking up because they think other people are going to disagree with them. But when they talk privately, privately they're like, oh, my gosh, you totally agree with me. I haven't said anything yeah. in months, mm-hmm. but actually we agree with the same thing. So I think their intense effort to shut people up is evidence that people are, are asking questions and, and opening their eyes. And I, I love when people start asking questions they are trying to do what like they did to socrates they're trying to poison and 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 persecute people who corrupt people by asking questions but i don't think it's going to work i I think that they're i think the people are too powerful and too smart
1: Hmm. very hopeful yeah Yeah.
2: um have i I ever asked there's always hope in my mind i I just think the human spirit is too. people don't. we we put up with shit but there is a line you know there's a line and uh it's growing ever closer
1: I think the best parts of us sort of thrive under pressure too. So like if things are too good, we're kind of weak, but if you press us, we can shine and we can be really amazing.
2: Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, it, and the pandemic has shown that like, it's given a lot of people like opportunities to uh, In a pandemic. We wouldn't be in a fucking pandemic <laughs> if they use the same test that the, now that they, they use this the entire time, the, the threshold cycles, uh, but I won't even Did go. Did you that see
0: But did you see I saw a um, an article on Twitter from I can't remember which corporate press outlet it was where they were saying that the um, children who were admitted to hospitals for covid was um, it needed to be cut down by 40 percent. Nearly half were wrong.
1: Wow.
2: That's pretty big. It's there was an article in August. The New York Times buried on a Friday night and nobody ever mentioned again. That was like uh, we did a study through three states that and they talked about the PCR test and the and the threshold cycle level and they talked about the guy who invented it. Well, they didn't really go deep into him and how he actually feels about Fauci, but they <laughs> talked about how if they actually applied <clears throat> the accurate threshold cycle level that around 90% of the positive cases would not be positive. Now that we wouldn't be in a pandemic. That's not to say that there isn't something that people have caught that is different, that mutated Mm -hmm. from the past year that got sick. That's not to say that, but it's to say we wouldn't be in a fucking pandemic if they did not raise that threshold cycle and make that the, the primary gold standard test. It just baffles me. I want somebody so badly and I know they're not going to do it because if anybody would have done it, it would have been Rand Paul, Rand Paul and Fauci have this little odd couple thing. They do once a month where, where <laughs> Rand Paul says shit. And Fauci yeah. goes, ah, you're not so correct, Mr. Rand Paul. You know, I'm just, I'm everybody, you know, and he eats a cigarette yeah. and they do that like once a month. I just wish Rand Paul would play just one time play. Carrie Mullis talking about Dr. Fauci. Play Kerry Mullis, the guy who invented yeah. the PCR test, right. the guy who won a Nobel Prize for the PCR test, who the, the one that Fauci has used to, to rely on this entire thing that all the policies have been built off of. Play him saying that Dr. Fauci will, knows nothing about infectious disease and that Dr. Fauci will get up in front of the American people and lie to them in, mm-hmm. in, in an instant. And that's what he does because he did <laughs> yeah. it back during the AIDS thing, and he's doing it now. But nobody does it.
0: Right, they should. I mean, I remember when I saw the Kerry Mullis interview, I was like, well, this I wish this guy was alive right now.
2: Me too. He died in August right before it fucking happened. I, I you know, coincidences happened, but that, he would be probably the biggest critic. Awful fucking about. coincidence. It's crazy. And I, I played that clip. I, if I told you guys this last time, we just showed, stop me, but I, I played that clip for somebody that I know who's a friend of mine, he's a good guy, mm-hmm. Uh, his social media persona is just night and day different than his actual who he is, and yeah. his social media persona is everything is Russia, Nazi, evil, and he, extreme progressive, <laughs> but he's a gamer, yeah. which, which is strange because – Does he suck his I, dad's dick? I haven't asked him. I'll ask him ask first him. question next time I see him. Or well, the first question –
0: If you really, you need to be, you need to ask him, when did you stop sucking your deathbed? When did you stop? Was
2: was it before or after? So cursed. Did you, before or after? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I asked him, he got, my other friend, uh, uh, he always tries to get him to debate me when we and I'm like, don't do that, don't, don't, don't try it. My other friend's like a shit starter, he's like a closet libertarian, so he, he yeah. always works with, he's in the artistic community, <laughs> works, but he'll, he'll be like, hey, you need to go and autistic, debate yeah. so and so and try to, yeah, autistic community. Uh, um, our, <laughs> and so I, I was at his house for his birthday, this was at uh, the end of last year, and uh, this guy was there and he started trying to instigate again. And I was like, all right, all right, man. I'm just going to play this clip for you. That's all I did. I was like, I'm just going to play this clip. Uh, of, his, And I explained who it was. It was the guy who invented the PCR test, Nobel Prize winner. Very funny guy, actually. If you watch some of his, Kerry Moss' clips, he's, he's very funny, very colorful character. Hmm. And so I just played the clip of him talking about Fauci. And I laid out very clearly who he was. And that clip, three seconds into it, you could see this guy this is a friend of mine. Like, I've known this guy a long time. He's like short. He, he, he's getting, he, uh, and he's and he thinking, Doctor, he starts, Dr. Fauci is the, the most, the an infectious disease. And he just started just regurgitating stuff he had heard on MSNBC and CNN out of instinct. Uh, it, it's like it had been ingrained yeah. in him. He couldn't help himself. I stopped. It. I said, hey, Dude, <laughs> I, I'm just telling you what the person who invented the test is saying. Take it for what it is, consider it. To me, it's worth something because he is the one who invented it, and yeah. he has used it in a similar context, and he, he's criticized Fauci in a, in a similar context. A, and I just think it's worth hearing, and, and he could not even listen to it without getting short-circuited, and he did listen to the rest. It was about a minute long, and he was fuming the entire time. Yeah. It was the programming. It was the programming. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Cognitive dissonance as well. There's invaluable. that,
1: and you, you've you just given up a whole year of your life, possibly weren't there for loved ones who died, um, you know, missed job opportunities, you might have been fired, so much horrible stuff has happened that you really have to believe it was for something. So if you believe you actually saved lives by giving up your life, you know, like that's something worthwhile, it's worthy. You know and you say yes it was worth it for me to make this sacrifice because i saved a life but what if what if you giving up all of your freedom and all of your life for the last year didn't save a soul what if it didn't there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it didn't and so then at that point how do you rationalize that you just had a year of your life stolen from you from your children i know more i know people who care about their kids way more well most of you should i should hope but not everybody but most of them care way more about their children than mm. themselves and what their children have been going through is monstrous yeah,
0: and you a have point. to
1: believe it, it, you have you have to well, in your soul believe it was for a reason
0: it actually you talking about it in this way makes me think of the combat veterans who saw their friends die
3: mm-hmm. but
0: don't know that afghanistan was over nothing and they can't they can't face well, the fact that I, well i mean nothing good you know they can't yeah. face that fact I mean I've known plenty of those guys where they're like yes I I the, the ones that have, the thing I'm about to say but they, the 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 guys who have woken up to it some more I've, I've met some good ones but the the people who are like well I was over there I saw it and I left and I decided that what we did was evil those are good people but there are also a lot of people out there who are like I saw people die I can't I cannot believe that it was for nothing. And so it's the same concept.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My uncle was in Vietnam and I remember the first time he told me about it and he he was very I was surprised. I was like, wow, you have a lot of similar beliefs as I do because he'd been over there, he had seen it that it wasn't what they thought it was and I you know, I I think that for for that i know when people go to war it, it's it's i i i've not been to war so like i i don't know that experience what a what a what a really traumatic experience that that yeah that must be for people and, and i can't i can't i can't imagine it um mm-hmm. and it's brave to do that it's scary to do that and you're being told to follow a chain of command or, or otherwise you get in trouble and, and right. I, I think for the propaganda front which the propaganda war that we're in right now, it's, it, we're all vulnerable to it. And, and mm-hmm. nobody, nobody is immune from being duped. Everybody's been duped before. And they try and create this idea that one side is getting duped and the other is getting duped. And that that is mm-hmm. what can cause that division. They play off people's egos and shit like that. Um I, 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 I try to approach it um, when I do, when I am able to get in, you know, good conversations with people about it, where it's like it's not about winning or losing, tribal or right or left or one side or the other. It, it, it's this is it's an information war conducted on yeah. the people by those who control the communication channels, by those who are the most powerful and the wealthiest. And it's not nobody's bad for being manipulated. Uh, it, it's right. it's really hard. It's so confusing yes. because they they have been studying it for so long, and you'd be like a super genius if you've never been duped by it and and like it's just a matter of not criticizing and not fighting and being okay with people that have different opinions and being okay asking questions that that's how we grow together that's how we bridge that that divide that's exactly what they don't want us doing
1: before just to break in before we move on um if you don't think that afghanistan was for anything i want everybody to go google Poppy, well, they're poppy fields, yes. Also, uh, Google the map of Afghanistan and look at what country the western tip of Afghanistan borders. It's mm. China. Afghanistan touches China. China.
2: In China. a very,
1: ge- in a very gerrymandering, we created the country to have just a gerrymandering little tip that comes out and taps China. Yeah. And now we have a whole big twenty-year-long established military presence on a country that borders with China. I don't think and that's an accident, and I don't think that has anything to do with hunting down Al Qaeda or whoever we're trying to find in the mountains of fucking Afghanistan. Give me a break. It's that. It's the tip. It's that little western tip of Afghanistan. That's my theory, anyway.
2: That's interesting. That, that this whole thing with China is bubbling up. It was Brzezinski. What's his name? Mika Brzezinski, the MSNBC. Her father. He used to write all the. Grand chessboard books and be part of all those organizations. He he used to talk about that power struggle between the United States and and China, and it's it's difficult sometimes to even talk about it because it's like it's not the Chinese people you're talking about, it's not the people of China. It's it's the powers that pull the strings over the countries that probably don't really care about the actual nationalities themselves, but they kind of stand behind a shield of that in order to. To play the right. chessboard to use everybody else's pawns right.
0: well and, and to mention what you said earlier which is you know you'd have to be a super genius not to be duped um, it reminded me of a conversation that I've had a couple of times with different people where they talk about how smart people they don't understand why smart people aren't following are not aren't are following all of the propaganda. Are being duped oh. so well and yeah, yeah. they will say they will say something like oh well they're just so <clears> smart <throat> that they're not thinking about this or they're too smart to th- their minds are and someone made the point the other day and i was like holy shit yeah that's the easiest way to put it these the easiest dogs to train are the smart, smartest huh? dogs mm-hmm. it's not i mean and we and i've talked about this before it's you know they also have the most schooling They've been in college longer than anyone. Uh, like I told, um, what's her name? Um, uh, what's her name? Monica. Uh, last week, um, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought because I was like, "How did I forget Monica's name?"
1: Monica. Um, <laughs> hey,
2: you're, talking, you're talking about uh, getting the people who are intelligent, and, and this is this is go. Well, I was talking about this briefly earlier. Sir Gilbert Parker of the Wellington House. This is during World War One. He was one of the literary propagandists. They sent the literary propagandist to a bunch of different countries uh, around the world. Uh, um, Lord Northcliffe—that's that's what the guy's name was. He ran the the propaganda bureau for the British. And H.G. Wells was part of this program. He went to a country, mm-hmm. and the reason they sent these literary uh propagandists is because they had a name. They were famous among elites. Elites knew who they right. were. They respected them and they knew that they could influence the elites because of the awe that they had over these these literary celebrities in other countries. And they targeted the academics. They targeted the people who would be identified as the most intelligent, most educated people because they believed them to be the easiest to propagandize because their ego mm-hmm. was so big and they thought they couldn't be duped.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well and but that that little easy phrase of the smartest dogs are the easy, easiest trained is just it's brilliant shit. That's perfect you're less
1: likely to question yourself. If you think you know everything, if you think you've got one up on the other people, yeah. you're not questioning yourself while you're questioning everybody else. And that's what they train oh. people to do is to find fault at everybody else. You don't they talk about the Dunning Kruger. A fact all yeah. the time, you always hear people talking about Dunning-Kruger. Does anyone ever consider that they're having their purse, they're the one having what? the Dunning-Kruger? No one considers that. That's the whole point that. of
0: Dunning-Kruger. Right, that's the right. whole point of it, was that the right. people who thought that they were the smartest or wouldn't be prone to this kind of behavior were the ones who thought they were the smartest.
3: Right. Uh, and that's what uh, the yeah.
0: midwit is. That's yeah. what the 115 is. Yeah. Dunning-Kruger. And so it's, mm-hmm. I, anytime I see someone say Dunning-Kruger 9 out of 10 times, it's the person who's the midwit.
1: It's 10 what? out of 10. Let's, what? let's what? be real. I As
2: mean <laughs> we go back to this language that people use, they've been talking about. They, they filtered this or they've spread this conclusive like language among people so that people talk about the left or the right in conclusive, definitive ways. Debunk. That's been debunked. Right. No, no it has <gasps> What the fuck are you talking about? No there was something it.
0: that was that was undebunked that I saw today.
2: <laughs> undebunked. I love that. Yeah, what? it was
0: it was it was on um so, uh, <laughs> I wish I had it in front of me. They had said what? um there was a I don't know if it was the Washington Post or whatever, but one of the fact checkers, they they actually took the fact check and archived it and they said we edit on the the article, we changed this and have moved it to the archives instead of being fact-checked because people at one point were saying that they thought that the coronavirus was um mutated and messed with by people in a lab and that may have gotten out and now since that possibility is being more um, accepted among the populace they had to unfact check that because they at one point said that it was absolutely false. There was no truth to it.
2: And, and that that to me is like there's so many examples of them being – they making definitive statements and then be blatantly wrong about it. And, and, and then they – oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oops, slide it on the table. And, and then people still Archiving. trust them because they're the authority. And it's Cheryl Atkinson is a good person to follow. She documents this. She documents the falsehoods that are reported by the media. She, she's a good journalist. She – She had her computer hacked into by the FBI. She worked by CBS. She worked for CBS. And she was reporting on vaccines actually back in like 2005 because the SARS epidemic back then, they blew it up to be a lot more than it actually was. And she went state by state to get the records of the cases, only to find that everything that the mainstream media had told was kind of a lie about it. and it, It was millions less cases than they actually told us in the mainstream news after doing a state by state analysis of it. And she documents the facts during the Trump era, and she's continued to do so right now. And wh- what I think – I think that we're going to see – so we have the fact checkers, and the fact checkers are still there. And here's a fact check. A fact check is they it, they create straw men. So I saw a fact check on Hunter Biden's laptop, right? And it was – and so the headline that everybody sees makes it seem as though it's what people are talking about, you know? Hunter right. Biden laptop fact check conspiracy, false, whatever, false. Right. So that's in like the Twitter fucking headline. And then you go yeah. to it and you see the full thing, and it's, and they always present the question. The question here was, or the claim here was, did Hunter Biden rape 37 Chinese babies? <laughs> the images <laughs> of her are on his laptop. And, and, and it's a fact check false. I'm like, it's like fact nobody's check, false. claiming
0: they were that. Mexican.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But additionally, there's this thing about Joe Biden having a friend who was in the KKK, right? And yeah, this guy yeah. was apparently Sir, Sir high Marshall, enough
3: right?
0: high yeah.
1: enough in the KKK that he had one of these crazy titles like wizard or cyclops or whatever. <laughs> so they put out a fact check that says, did Joe Biden know a guy who was a grand wizard in the KKK? And you click no, it and it says, no, he dragon. was a grand dragon. And right, you're like, yeah. that's not better. <laughs> Totally. But, and but people just they, give you the thing and say, oh, it's been debunked. Because all well, they and, look
2: at and they put color they make the little fact they make the part about it where it says fact check false or whatever. They put it in color and they put the claim. Right. So and then they put the actual truth about it. so they actually prove it. They debunk their own debunk like a third of the way down in the article, but they make That's the article beauty. so long nobody ever actually reads it. Right, there, right. no, people are only going to take away. They're using the statistics that like 75% of people only take the headline away and then repeat it.
0: Right, and that's the beauty right. is because within their own article, they, t- they a lot of times they will tell the truth. Yeah. They will tell the yeah. truth. It's but they very not find-
2: Oh, yeah, blah, 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 Oh, yeah, actually, he you know, <laughs> blah, blah. He did have uh, a 14-year-old on there, but who cares? And they'll move on.
0: <laughs> but they'll find some little weird point of minutiae to say this isn't true. So the whole claim isn't true
2: yeah they, they find it's one bullshit. person with no photograph on twitter an egg for a photograph the only person that tweeted about 37 chinese babies getting raped by hunter <laughs> biden and they'll say that this is the opinion of everybody on the right and we well, must- right and right but they'll yeah, be like they but it was only 36 guys right
0: i know that's, <laughs> that's that's it, the differentiation or broke. even worse it's 38 the,
2: yeah, there was one you,
0: more so this is did fall. you
2: see his interview with with jimmy kimmel i
1: was just about to mention that because i had to i
0: I don't watch anything with jimmy kimmel so no
1: he he said he's so they're just laughing with each other and he's talking about yeah i smoked more parmesan cheese out of my rug than anybody and i'm like did that man just say he smoked parmesan cheese
2: yeah and they, they also joked about it so here's how i should say this jimmy kimmel also interviewed mike lindell a couple of weeks later, Hello, I, on one of our Rockfin videos, I did a comparison of Kimmel's interview with Hunter Biden versus Kim- yeah. so it was Kimmel. His favoritism among crackheads was the theme, how he treats two people <laughs> that he labeled former crackheads. And, right. you know. Jimmy Kimmel comes out with Hunter Biden. It's like, welcome, Hunter Biden. Here is a man who has been attacked by disinformation and lies and Russia, you know, Russia hacking. And he is still here and he has emerged and he has written a book and triumphantly, welcome, Hunter yeah. Biden. He gives him a hug, you know, sucks him off a little bit. And they sit down at this long <laughs> like table. Does his so, so that's the introduction. Yeah, that's the introduction of Hunter Biden. The introduction for Mike Lindell also uh for admittedly a former crackhead he's very open about it before he even introduced hunter biden his his entire opening monologue was dedicated to demonizing not hunter biden uh mike lindell demonizing mike lindell to saying here's a conspiracy theorist who is about to come out and tell you lies that could possibly get your family members killed because of an insurrection and then they brought right. somebody who imitates Plus mike lindell yes, out to pretend to be Mike Lindell. So an impersonationist who was just a big crazy person. I'm Mike just acting like saying all the, all the trigger words for the January yeah. 6th insurrection. Then next up on the show, uh, conspiracy theorist asshole Mike Lindell. I mean, it was basically like that. And then he brings Mike Lindell out and everything Mike Lindell says, he jumps on. No, no, no that's a lie. Those people are crazy. Those people are doing this and that. And then you cut to Hunter Biden interview and it's like, uh, so I, I saw that people are saying that, that this laptop, you know, where you said you didn't know if it was yours, but after reading your book, I mean, I'm surprised you remember to put shoes on today. Yeah, yeah, And and that's the whole thing. And he doesn't press further with any questions. And then the response from Hunter Biden is, yeah, you know, maybe it's my laptop. Never a question about the images (laughs) on there. Just, it goes to, (laughs) it was Russia that hacked it, I think. Well, I don't know.
1: I don't remember because I'm a crackhead.
2: It's like we all um, saw you. We all
1: saw you smoking crack. The whole world saw you smoke crack.
0: And it's like the Pizzagate emails or some WikiLeaks stuff or Hillary's emails or whatever. It's always it's never what was in that. What's the information we need to know? Yeah. It's always about how that information was gotten.
2: And and that's what they're teaching kids. We're going full circle here. That's what they're teaching the kids in that curriculum that they're putting into schools. It's not don't ever look at the content. Because the content is dangerous. It's the right. source. If it yeah. comes right. from a source that we deem not to be credible, it's evil. But if it comes from CNN or MSNBC, it's good.
0: Can I tell you, this? I actually had to write it down because my brain, I'm so ADHD. If I say, oh, I have this thought, I want to say it, I will forget it within two seconds. <laughs> but I wrote it down. I think that maybe one of the absolute most important points to make to people who want to transition from the blue pill to the red pill is when they say something like the media used to be good you used to be able to trust the new york times you used to be able to trust walter cronkite no (laughs) right i think i think people that needs to be a point that is stressed so much more because that to me when i'm talking to people is like a um It's like the bat signal of this person is still buying the propaganda because Walter Durante in the 1930s went to the to the uh, he was working with the Republic. And I think the New York Times went to the Soviet Union and came back to sing the praises of Joseph Stalin. (laughs) This has always been the case. If you Mm -hmm, do not mm -hmm. recognize that you are not recognizing your enemy. And I think that that is very important.
2: That's why the media was created. Create. It's why it emerged as a control mechanism uh, to control the reality that that the public perceives uh, to keep them in check. That's not to say that they don't sometimes tell us real stories, but if real stories are told, it's because it fits with an agenda that they're trying to push. It's the whole thing of why does Mm. one shooting between a police officer and an African American get covered while another one, which would seemingly be more obvious that everybody would agree... Is ignored. Mm-hmm. Duncan mm-hmm. Limp. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I repeat these names because Dude, they're Duncan, important. Yeah. Duncan Limp, Daniel Shaver, Tony Tempa, Philando Castile. These are maybe I would uh, Kelly Thomas. Those are the five names that I think are most important to me. Daniel Shaver, there's a video of that fucked up game of Simon says where he got murdered for pulling up his pants. There's the video of Tony Timpa, who was leaned on just like George Floyd, exactly yeah. in the same manner and died. You heard nothing about it. Duncan Limp, who they've still not released the um, the fucking body footage of after a year. And his They shot him while him and his pregnant girlfriend were sleeping. Yeah. So there's a child on this planet without a father. Philando Castile followed every law that he could When the cop asked him for his license he reached for it before he even was asked for his license he said by the way i do have a weapon with me i have a permit Mm -hmm. and when he was asked to reach for his license he went to reach for his license and he got shot in front of his girlfriend and his child in the back seat Mm -hmm. and then finally kelly thomas who was a homeless schizophrenic man who called for his dad i believe 27 times as they beat him to death on the streets yeah this The media chooses winners and losers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They choose who we care about. And it's, it's disturbing and sad and frustrating to me that you don't hear these names nearly as much as you should because they're the yeah. same stories. They're the same fucking, especially Tony Tempa, well, same fucking
2: story. The difference in the stories is that from what I've seen, it is... Those stories, everybody would obviously agree on who the victim is and who yeah. the bad dude, the, the, the complicated nature, the gray area isn't there. And so it wouldn't have that divisive effect that enables right. activists and organizers to raise a bunch of money, to call a bunch of right. uh, digital herds to come protest somewhere. They don't have that divisive nature like with the George Floyd thing. Wow, well, no, you know, Nobody likes looking at that video nobody does no there's not a person on the planet that likes looking at that video but no there was fentanyl in his system the police officer the training manual all that shit there's a lot of problems with it but they covered it because of that because of the complicated nature of it because it could have but people on both sides argue and they could use that to divide people and that that to me is like the fact that they – and they use that to do racial division and this narrative war stuff that, that I, I've been into lately that they use to train some of these national security professionals with – They focus on what they call the victim narrative. I mean, that's what they call it. They call it the victim narrative. And the main way that they use the victim narrative is through identity politics to divide and conquer the target audience. And that is what we're seeing across the country right now. That's why they cover some stories and not others. That's why the obvious injustices that you're mentioning, Cam, are not getting covered because there's not the gray area because everybody would agree and they don't want people unifying.
0: And it's not just that. It also, these stories that I mentioned, do I mean, Philando Castile does. He's the outlier within the names I mentioned. But they don't align with the religion as presented. Because we are not fighting against an ideological enemy. We are fighting against a religious enemy. And the only saving grace is anti-racism. Or... Like, like, yeah. do you remember in 20, 30 years ago? I don't know um, how Bill Clinton was our first black president I <laughs> yeah, because because blackness in politics, which they've said recently is a state. It's they didn't say it ex- like I'm going to say it explicitly, but they've said it about that way. It's a state of grace. And so Bill Clinton was considered the first black president in a lot of ways. People even said it. But Clarence Thomas
3: right. was
0: not black.
2: Yeah, Clarence I Thomas see, yeah. was. Uh, they call him an Uncle Tom. They they treat black right. Republicans worse, or or you don't even have to be a Republican. Kanye West, you just don't fall in line, and you get right. treated worse. You become called yeah. insane. Yeah,
1: With, I, women get that too. So when you're black and female, you really like get it. So that's like the the top. You know that's why Candace Owens yeah. of all people is like rocketed to the top of the pyramid because she like fills in these identity slots, and she absolutely. says the things that the Republicans like to hear, and that riles up the that, the left.
0: Does oh. that not seem so completely exploitative to you?
2: It, it absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I used to tell
2: people if you if you want to you know get a big social media channel, just choose the opposite of what everybody would presume you to be
0: right mm-hmm. well and, and there's mm-hmm. there i won't name names because i try not to do that but there was one young black conservative that was getting a lot of play a year or two ago and it was only because he was black and i'm not saying that black is anything bad about the guy on but,
2: twitter he used to do the videos where he'd like comment on the videos and drink wine
0: right yeah i think so I, i'm not i'm not sure which one it, which which guy it was but I'm like I'm not going to give you any hints, um, but okay. <laughs> it was one of those things where when I watched the videos or heard the interviews, I was always like, "This guy isn't saying anything." Yeah, he's I regurgitating. Yeah, and you can tell, and it's so sad and exploitative to me. And it's like that. I know that makes me sound like an, a leftist, but the point is, at the end of the day, the the uh, progressivism or regressivism, if you want to call it that, whatever, is a religion, and the original sin is slavery and racism. That's Mm -hmm. how it's shaken up in our culture right now. It will change. When that is no longer playable, it will change to another sect of humanity. But I think we need to realize that this is religious, not fact-based. Yeah,
2: the way they indoctrinate people, it definitely definitely has that religious nature to it, and it's... It sucks. It really sucks to turn people against each other based on, on, on race when it, it's – shit it's not about race, but, right. but they inject it. Stacey Abrams, uh, she did a talk – Stacey Abrams has done talks at the Council on Foreign Relations, the, the Chatham House. The, uh, all of the major think tanks have featured her as a prominent guest. She's been training in activism since she could literally walk. All of the stories that she Green tells people – she has these yeah. stories that project these points. They're all based on a kernel of truth and then are completely fabricated about that. Mm-hmm. We, we, we mm-hmm. exposed one of them on WSB. And then, and I know nobody else had exposed it because I sat on it for three weeks because we didn't have a show because of UGA football. Fucking hell. Oh, man. <laughs> so I sat on it. Yeah. And I looked at the Google searches for this thing. And, and as soon as we exposed it on WSB, the, like within the hour, the New York Times, her campaign is spinning a fiction about it, a fantasy about what really happened, and it was her burning the flag when, um, right. when she burned the, the Georgia flag, but she made it seem as though they were trying to remove the racist symbol from the flag. But what they don't tell you is that actually at that point in time, there was progress from both the left and the right. were working together. We had a Democrat governor. We had an African-American police chief, and there was progress that was historic towards actually getting the symbol moved, the Confederate symbol moved from the flag that they believed could actually happen that year. And that the, mm-hmm. the Democrat governor at that time begged Stacey Abrams group that she founded at Spelman College, that she founded, that advocated violence, that participated in the Rodney King riots, that destroyed that community, was setting stuff on fire. She founded that group. And I have old clippings from newspaper articles back then where, where her and some of her other co-founders talk about the, uh, the use of violence and shit like that. And, and basically, uh, they threaten people with the way that they talk. And, and so no, nobody, nobody talks about that. Uh, nobody talks about how the governor said to her group, you're going to mess this effort up. Your group is going to ruin this bipartisan effort to remove the racist symbol. And um, they didn't care because these activists are trained to find an issue, make it your own. And yeah. in order to make it your own, you have to make sure it continues to exist. So they sabotaged it. They, they ruined the effort. And then the, the, the narrative they spun was that Stacey Abrams – she, she burned the flag, and then 10 years later, the racist symbol got removed. If she was responsible for that, it would have been the central focus of her governor campaign, but it was right. never mentioned. That's because mm-hmm. she sabotaged it. And mm-hmm. that's the fucking bullshit that all these activists do. They pretend to be part of the oppressed group that they look like, and they base it on what they look like. And they don't base it on the reality. She's the most privileged person I've ever heard in, in a AOC. Never seen two people more privileged in my life when it comes to the access that they were given from the, from the time they could walk a, until adults, but they pretend yeah. to be like they are having the footstep on them. Bullshit. They build their fucking career off of it. Stacey Abrams wrote a law when she was working for the city of Atlanta that was called um, it it, it was said to demonize poverty. It was said it was called anti black because it was a panhandler law that enabled the FBI to set up a sting operation where they pretended to be. People vacationing, and then when panhandlers came up, they arrested all these people who were homeless, put them in prison, put them in jail, and then they got tickets. They weren't able to pay it, so they got put into the system. She wrote a law that created that, and then 15 years later, runs for governor on the platform of "I'm going to decriminalize poverty," when she criminalized it 15 years earlier. These people are full of shit. That's a Yeah, rant. and Georgia, you're good.
1: No, no, it's it's absolutely needed because Georgia p- politicians are so corrupt. And the money, the way the money gets funneled around in our system here in Georgia is absolutely atrocious. And we just had a whole new crop of politicians come in that, you know, changing hands from Republican to Democrat. And already in the largest county in Georgia right now, what, how how far are we in? Not four months into this new presidency or new uh, administration. And there's already corruption charges against the guy who, um, I think he's the sheriff, of uh, Gwinnett hmm. County is already, oh. yeah. Oh
2: yeah, what's his name? No, I know who that guy uh, is.
1: I, I want to say like Kilo something. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know, I know off the top of my head. About. I don't live, I, there, I but... live in Gwinnett. Uh, I can't remember. Okay, his well, name is,
2: but yeah, I'm in Gwinnett, and, and yeah, he used
1: to be Butch Conway, and Butch, Butch Conway, Conway was super corrupt.
2: <laughs> he was, totally and he
1: corrupt. used um, civil asset forfeiture money to buy a Stingray uh, sports car <laughs> for himself, <laughs> and like the federal, yeah, says <laughs> like really expensive sports car so the um the government made him pay back the money (laughs) which was like wow that's awesome yeah so i was um saying some shit on facebook where i called him boss hog and i'm just like a little person out of nowhere apparently he saw that and he messaged me and said that's not very nice so i totally yeah i blocked him butch conway messaged you Yes, he did not like being called boss hog at yeah. all. And what he said is that's not very nice. That I was like, that's a death threat, and I like blocked him.
2: <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> Seriously. I don't
1: know if y'all know about Georgia Sheriffs, but you know. Yeah,
2: I've heard some shit about him. Ding, ding,
1: there's a whole Reba McIntyre song about how corrupt ding, 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 ding. sheriffs are Thank in Georgia. You,
2: are you talking about the night the lights went out in Georgia? Went out in Georgia, I yeah. I was thinking about that song earlier today. And the reason I was thinking about it is because I, while also thinking about the corrupt system, I was thinking about the role the sister played in her brother's murder conviction mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm, I feel she mm-hmm. could have confessed personally.
1: She. So the idea is that he was already hung by the time she got there. Hang on. That that's true. hanged. I'm sorry. He was hanged yeah. already by the time I'm very familiar with that song. I really See, love Reba McIntyre. Yeah, that's yeah. no, a great yeah, song. So,
2: I like your too. Yeah.
1: So, the, so for those of you who are country bumpkins from the middle of nowhere, it's a song about um, a man who comes home to find his wife has been cheating on him and he gets really upset and drunk and he goes over there with a gun, but the woman's already dead. So he flags down a Georgia state trooper and him and the sheriff decide that he's guilty and they hang him from a tree that very night. Well, Reba who's singing the song is the sister in the song and she says they don't know that it was little sister's uh, footsteps, you know, leading up to the house that night. So she had actually killed him, but the corrupt Georgia sheriff and the corrupt uh, judge had to get home for dinner. So they hung a man from a tree. And it, it means that our government here is so corrupt that it's in our art. It's, it's a trope in our art.
2: Yeah. Not good. And that, no, totally. that yeah. That's great Point. That's so interesting that, that I hadn't thought about, I, I love, I love Reba McIntyre too. I, I like old yeah. country. I, I like really, Me really too. old country, but I like Reba McIntyre a lot. And, and like, I hadn't thought about that song in years, but this morning Murray. I was thinking about it and you're Wild. thinking about it too. Like, I wonder yeah. like if, if the synchronicity or what is it in the culture that, that triggered the, those thoughts. Because I seriously, this morning I, I was like, trying to remember the lyrics of that song because i was thinking about it. i was like with the sister you clarified for me about yeah yeah she did she it got there. but yeah yep. it's such a good song i loved reba <laughs>
1: yeah reba's great and so her best song is fancy by the way
2: i love "Fancy." <laughs> it's a great song yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: brad have i tortured you with my on the spot question at the end of a show
2: i i think you might have asked me some last time but i okay. it, it didn't feel like you asked it, him good.
0: <laughs> okay, so let me ask you the other question, and then I oh, may no. follow up with mine. Um, so here's the, here, here's the question. Not the other you, question. I'll ask you this, <laughs> these one or two questions. We'll see how it goes, and then I'll let you choose between our final video because I've right. got two videos queued, and I'll let you choose. Um, so the first question is, what is your favorite thing about Jessica Green?
2: All right. Are you gonna give me two at once or do you want me to answer one Just of the time? Just go ahead go ahead with that one. I may ask you the, the follow-up. He which only is asked this because he knows
1: it makes me uncomfortable,
0: by
2: the way. I can imagine it would make you un- uncomfortable. Uh, very personal. It. The the first time that we did a show together, it was like
3: yeah.
2: 14 of us on uh one of those big or like 12 of us on those, one of those big Zoom things. Yeah. And yeah. um I, I I specifically, and Monica vouched for me, vouched for me on this. I specifically said uh, um i was very impressed by jessica i i thought she Aww. had very concise points and i thought she communicated them very well so i think thank that you, you have concise points i think that you communicate them well
1: that is a so, hell of a compliment thank you very much
2: yeah you're welcome oh you're my right, God. You're <laughs> so
1: the awesome.
0: follow-up is what's your favorite thing about me
2: <laughs> well you know cam that's the first question i i I think you—you you are honestly, you're a breath of fresh air to me because you—you you are. You are to me. You remind me of. of um, I, I love to joke around and have fun. I, I love yeah. to. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love a dick joke. I, I love a dick joke. <laughs> I, I love to mix kind of the right fun place with serious. <laughs> and you're not afraid. You're not afraid to be jokey. You're not afraid to approach the line. Step over the line and uh but still uh rein it back in and make your serious points and i really really like that about you it, it, i was that's i i appreciate y'all very much because y'all are a good combo and um that makes me feel good because i also love to make a good dick joke i love i, I just love <laughs> to fucking joke around but shit gets so serious sometimes people can lose that that silliness of it and yeah. I, you haven't done Time. that you, you maintain that and i like that
0: dude a spoonful of sugar
1: <laughs> yep that's right it's been sorry. full of sugar <laughs> full
0: no i appreciate sugar. that and so i'll <laughs> let you choose um do you want to see a very sad excuse for a man struggling with a canoe or is that a do you want or to... an actual canoe it's legit. an actual
2: it's, canoe <laughs> it's actual.
0: or do you want to see a um a woman that is a uh anchor being uh tricked by her co-host into reading a ridiculous story.
2: Uh, I want to see the anchor reading the ridiculous story. Okay. We'll do that
0: one. (laughs) Let's do it. Then I'll, then I'll go through our list of what's coming up and where to find you. But here you go. Here's that.
2: Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of
0: causing a panic. man also told police others in the room laughed understanding this joke which I'm just now getting like, Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges but I can tell you right now you asked the producer for me to read that didn't you
2: that's great
0: to Ethan now please No. I love that she caught herself
2: and she went with it I love that that's great yeah. that's, that's awesome that was funny. Ethan, good, for her though. good for her to roll with
1: it yeah. <laughs> ethan is a fellow traveler oh,
0: yeah. he was the same yeah. anchor from last week with the picture of the um the suspect that was drawn poorly
2: same
1: <laughs> oh we gotta get ethan on let's get what, what, ethan what, on <laughs> what was that
2: one have you guys seen that one where it's a, a journalist a reporter talking about a a wanted suspect and he's he's talking about the suspect and they put the picture up yes it's, it's that drawing one. and it's him yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so good yeah that's great uh,
3: oh.
0: so awesome. to wrap it up um we just love the hell out of you like i
2: love you guys too i really do when
0: it when it comes to this show you know there is that that mild like I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, but the show does go longer if we're having a good time. And I think you may have, you and Monica have our longest episodes by far. I think that you may, you you may have been. I love
1: Monica.
3: Monica.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: But we appreciate you coming on. If people want to find you, I know that you're on Twitter at, how do you say it? Because my brain goes free. For some reason, macaroni and cheese comes into my head. Freedom Mac radio.
2: Yeah, Freedom Act Radio. Yeah. It was off of, it was like, when I made it, I think they were about to make the Freedom Act and was like the, whatever the act was before that. And I was like, I'll just do Freedom Act Radio because it's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs>
0: and also, like we mentioned, you were on the propaganda report with Monica Perez. Yes, and yes. you're the brains behind the operation. We all know this. <laughs> we all know this.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but beyond that, is there anything else you want people to find?
2: uh we do videos on Rockfin, and you're on Rockfin. You told me, right? Can, oh, Should
0: be that? soon. So yeah, yeah, that is we we deleted the the locals. And um, we are working with them to get our new page on Rockfin very soon, which means we have to collaborate. Totally.
2: Yeah, Rockfin's a great platform. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I like Rockfin a lot. Uh, We are on Rockfin. On Rockfin, we do deep dives where uh, I I pull a lot of these think tank videos where they kind of lay their plans in these videos, and then you see the plans play out like in the new Mm -hmm. see Joe Biden repeating what you heard on some of these think tanks. Uh, a week before but then when you go when you go to the pages they'll have like 20 views so they're so long and boring Uh, and and so i'll pull clips from them and try to find the the most interesting stuff and we'll we'll deconstruct them to kind of foreshadow what's happening uh that's uh, awesome road and that's what we do in Rockfin. and i'm on youtube i i I make i make silly satire fake interviews from time to time on youtube YouTube youtube.com brad binkley because I, I, I try to do a little comedy every now and then on there. So you can check that <laughs> out.
0: Well, and, and like we talked about for Rockfin, that is something we're working on getting set up. And I think that all of our red pills are going to be coming out on Rockfin. So that and any episodes that happen to be erased from YouTube because they were too spicy will be behind
3: that.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, that's a cool stuff thing about like Rockfin. That. Yeah, as Rockfin is like um, – this protection is like – the, the fact that it, co- I think this is the future, too, of platforms is by that it's 9.999, 9, 9, 9, but that is actually protection for the creators for not getting mm-hmm. kicked off is having that platform be, be that way. And and they yeah. have been, they, as far as I can tell, they're not going to censor anything. They're, they're they're very open-minded well and it's funny we, ha- we had the meeting with a guy and i i feel
0: like he was like he said you know we're not a free speech media free speech network or something like that
3: and mm-hmm. i he think said we're not what gab he meant,
0: yeah i think what oh, he yeah. meant by that was yeah. don't say
2: the n-word please yes And i'm like no no no, <laughs> good don't be an not al- like, a Nazi don't do that and, and you'll be
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> i said afterward i was like i don't really worry i'm not worried about that in particular, <laughs> but it's good that he was open about that you know
2: well, one of my uh, friends told me something uh not long ago actually that this had to do with a, a show where the one person who was in charge did not let the other performer perform because the other one had done mushrooms and hmm. the, it was like you can't perform on mushrooms which i i understand that people perform on mushrooms would be crazy but the Reasoning was, and like I say who this was, but the reasoning was, you, you could have, uh, what you're on mushrooms. There's no telling what you say. What if you're on mushrooms and you say the N word? And I'm thinking, like, we oh got my to God. like, is that what you do when you take mushrooms? You start <laughs> shouting
1: the N word? Like, what? every time yeah. I,
0: I use psilocybin, man, I become racist as fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, if anything, psilocybin is going to make you feel less. Right. If I guarantee you, if you're a racist and then you take some mushrooms during that trip, you'll probably like, <laughs> come to terms with yourself a little bit yeah, and be less yeah. racist yeah. so all i yeah. know
0: is that if i eat edibles
1: oh my god i
0: lose <laughs> the ability to think and that's yeah. no way to run a show it's no way to oh, do have it. you done went, you a show
2: like that
1: he did live he did he did edibles while we were live and he went fucking catatonic on me <laughs> i don't know how to run all the things I just What was awry. good though
0: was the fact that I was absolutely catatonic and you were like, hey, do the thing and I'm like, I, I feel like I, I did it perfectly every time you, you asked You Yeah.
1: I told I had to tell him, okay, hit the button and like do it.
2: <laughs> That's great.
0: That's it. So, so
2: it was monstrous. So,
0: so that episode will be behind that paywall once we have the paywall set up. You'll be able to see that. We've had um, some
2: requests for some Shows high, um, but I I've always been like, look, if we did a show high, it'd be fifteen minutes of me just being hilariously silly, and then like an hour of me sleeping is the way that would work, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> By the end, Cam looked terrified. He was just like (laughs) in existential horror. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) we're live right now.
2: Oh man, that's funny.
0: (laughs) So with that, I do want to let people know who are listening rather than watching that this coming Sunday, we have Jeremy Kaufman from Odyssey slash library coming on. And we're definitely going to be talking about how the federal government's trying to shut their stuff down and how they're fighting for uncensored speech. And that, that is a good thing. Um, after that, our good friend Dent will be coming back from Zen Pro Audio, the very nice man who gave me this microphone. That's next Wednesday. And then starting off in June, we have Miss Natalie Danolition, the woman whose boobs brought Rob Schneider into the Liberty Movement. Really?
1: That's a true that's statement.
0: That's what I've heard. Um, and then after that, we're going to bring back my friend who hasn't been in been on the show in a while um, from the 10th Amendment Center and from uh, Godarchy, Mr. Mike Meharry. And w- after that, I just have a list of things to tell you to do. And then we can we can get out of here. Um, I'll try to make it short. Um, if you want to find me, best place, Twitter, at Cam Harless. I say bad words and I tr- I get progressives to say that they do bad things with their fathers. Go there <laughs> for that if you want to see it. Um, if you want to find Miss Jessica Green, that's at soup can She is the um, better media half of me. You should know that going in <laughs> um, past that. Lying, y'all. If, if you want to listen to us instead of watch us, go to mlganetwork.com to hear our shows and a bunch of other shows that we've de- deemed great. We need to update it. It's been too long. We need to add some shows, subtract some shows, life changes. Um, also, if you want to listen to us, we're on every podcatcher or we are the mad ones.com. Um, I th- Any shirt that I make, just I go to the shirt, link. By the Thank way. you. It's comfortable. Thank you. It's
2: good. It fits well. It's a great shirt. The
1: fabric awesome. is nice. They did it a good is. job. Yeah, yeah, it's great.
0: If you want one, in the description right now, you can click a button. Get one. Um, oh, they, y'all are both wearing my shirts. How <laughs> <Yeah>. sweet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh, all of our other... Sponsors and benefactors are in the comments. The only thing that I ask you to do is to try some Italian coffee because Jessica loves it at laurenzotti.coffee using the, the promo code, The Mad Ones. And with that, Brad, do you have anything else you want to leave the the, the audience with?
2: Yeah, try some of that coffee. I'm going to try that coffee. Try coffee. that coffee. So yeah.
0: Promo it's code, totally ones, I'm telling you. Yeah. I get like a little money for that and then I buy shirts for our guests using it
1: that's what yeah, we do thank we
0: you,
2: system. by the way I, this is yeah. a
0: great shirt thank you thank you <laughs> i appreciate that and so with that we are done here people and as i like to say at the end of the show now uh be the glitch you want to see in the matrix